0: These balls could talk. They would walk along the face as in feet.
1: These balls could talk. With Mark and John. Your feet. Hey ballers, welcome to If These Balls Could Talk with a trio with voices more angelic than the three tenors. That's right, this is Mark along with John and Pete. As a kind reminder, if you like what you hear, please hit that subscribe button, or as Pete likes to say, it tickle the bell. I don't know why I don't know why I have to do this little finger like. It's uh, funny, motion too. It's funny every time, time you say it,
2: Mark.
3: Oh, you're you're fingering the bell.
1: Is he, well, yeah, it's like another well, tickle.
2: Mark likes when his that's, bells are
4: tickled. That's an advanced. <laughs> that, that's an
2: advanced uh, maneuver tick, uh, fingering the bell. <laughs> the start with the tickle.
1: Anyway, I
4: don't know oh, why I'm this. I'm I'm where this is going. This is even the
2: first time
1: we did it. What's 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 our safe word? Um, all right, tonight we have a special episode with two female guests: in Mrs. Stephanie Ford, Steffen and Mrs. Janice Robert. Welcome to the podcast, ladies.
3: That's Creative Director
1: Stephanie Thank Ford,
4: Steffen, To you, too. yeah, you got to address her by her title. I apologize. I'm, it's important. Yeah. You, you've been boss. behind the scenes for so long, so, so we just, long. You, you, but you do need your creative director. <laughs> what are we? 33 episodes later, Stephanie. Hello again.
1: Yes. yes. Hello. Stephanie, you, you've done a fantastic job as creative director being our fourth <laughs> it's, season. 33 yes. episodes.
3: Yes. It's the best title I've ever had doing the least amount of work. So <laughs> that's,
1: <laughs> the, way, that's, pretty that's good. the way we roll. <laughs> the best way to there do it. There you go. Yeah. Yes. All right. How everyone been, John? Why don't we start off?
4: I was saying before, uh we had another false start you guys, but I was saying before that my mother really liked the three tenors. Um I listened to way too much opera growing up. Really? Like a lot. Like a lot. Like I more didn't than a, more than an 8-year-old should know about <laughs> opera, like Luciano Pavarotti and Plácido Domingo and like Phantom of the Opera. and It's like it's just super weird. Uh, I had a weird childhood, you very guys. Very <laughs> distinguished. <laughs> so if you, <laughs> you were ever very fancy
2: if you were ever did called they, upon to uh, perform at the Catalina Wine Mixer to it save it would the be day, very bad. It would be bad, but you, but you would know what songs to sing.
4: Did uh, I? Did you I, ever
1: see an, uh, an opera live, John?
2: No, but
4: we to went it? to Canadian Brass a lot, which was also very boring. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, whoever is in my family that is listening, but it was, and you can't admit <laughs> it wasn't.
1: <laughs> Ooh, we got two phases on the uh, we well, got listening the to the channel right now. We got a Tim mm-hmm. and a Doug. What's Amazing. going on, Tim and Doug? Shout so Mark, out what's going to on to the with phasers. You,
4: Are you done are you done with your 27 jobs? No, no. <laughs> um
1: yeah, I, I just, you know, I I I don't have uh, I don't have any more work trips coming up, thankfully. Uh but you know, just still trying to yeah. And, and you think that it's a it's technically a slow time for real estate right now, but uh everything seems to be cranking right now. And then, you know, the the 9 to 5 still wants me to work 9 to 5. I don't know about that.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Mark, you want to press the button for this? the Stephaninins? We have to ask them their question. Baby watch. Oh, my God. <laughs> Whoa,
2: the, the double baby watch. <laughs> yeah. double
4: baby Wait, watch.
3: why two are not having twins?
4: <laughs> oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. No. Singular, oh singular gosh. baby. So we hear you're not feeling good, Steph. How? September's been poor?
3: September's been... Poop emoji. Can I curse? Yeah, I can curse.
4: You can say no. shit. It's
0: been yes, shit. Yeah, it But almost so you will done. He, 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 so you won't, be singing,
1: you won't be singing that Taylor Swift song back to... Oh, it's back to December. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
0: a, I'm a bad Swiftie.
1: Oh, no. I'm a bad Swiftie. Oh, 50. Mark.
3: Ooh. Gosh, I'm disappointed. Try. Yeah. No, it sucked. Got COVID while being pregnant. And Aww. ever since just been really really sick worse than the first trimester uh, i will spare you the details of hugging the toilet almost it's daily been bad yeah we're so, sorry wild. Oh. yeah i blame pete for everything oh it's All pete's fault yeah mm-hmm.
0: you
1: should you should fire your assistant <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> or or demote him further how, how much further mm-hmm. could we demote pete I,
3: I don't know but it seems like you guys need him pretty yeah. badly <laughs> even, though, I keep up, I keep even though he keeps fucking up <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey last episode was perfect
4: yeah last episode <laughs> well no pete, the, uh, the show sounds great it sounds great we actually look like we're kind of professionals and we certainly sound like we're professionals so yeah absolutely what's yeah. going on with you pete
2: <sighs> i um i forget if i mentioned this but i'm officially the uh, Officially now uh officially not just official sort of in training for being the uh not 2D supervisor, the comp supervisor at Cadence Effects. There you Hell go. Oh yeah. I didn't even know my title.
4: Congratulations. Yes. Mm. Do you yes. get a company so, car?
2: No.
0: Uh. <laughs> Although
2: my boss collects giant old Land Rovers, so maybe if he has a spare one of those. He collects yeah. them? Yeah, they're like from all decades and does he, he stack randomly, them? Does he like I don't know, <laughs> he randomly drives them, them, them into work and they look like allied. they're like like they, they look like these giant like Tonka truck things. I don't know, they're pretty nice. cool. Wow. But.
1: Okay. All right, let's uh, get to know our let's get to know our guests a little better, shall we? Now yeah. we are graced with the presence of two awesome ladies who are killing it in uh, their yeah. all female fantasy football league. Now, Ms. Janice is the commissioner and rarely loses. Uh, Steph has grown into right. a football monster, combining <laughs> her new football fandom with her competitive streak. Ooh. <laughs> now please please tell us how this all got started and how have you uh faced any challenges along the way and uh have you said how you may have set up incentives or prizes at the end and uh, essentially why do you girls keep doing it
5: there was a league i think before this league wasn't there Steph? were you part of that one where it was um, like i started in like 2020 like
0: yeah. We had
4: been doing our league for a while, which we've talked about on the show, and yeah. um, your friend who's in the league still, but at least was in the first iteration of it, S- Stephanie um, Calentone, she asked me to start a league for her, for you guys, and so yeah. I just put one together, right. I threw a bunch of people in it, oh, I, I Ooh, kind of right. just auto-selected my lineup, and that was the first year.
5: Yeah. I think right. there was a league that was like just before that that ran for like a year, but then it turned mm. into this league. Um, so yeah, that's the third year, right?
0: You yeah, guys get a lot
4: of participation.
2: You've been commissioner the whole time.
5: Yes, I have. Yeah, Commish- I restarted life. it because there wasn't much interest. It was like, I don't know what exactly. There was a year that we didn't do it and then it restarted. So I, I you know, started it up again.
1: How, how, many te- how many teams are in the league? Too many.
5: So, oh yeah. So you had asked that. Um, the first year we had like 12 and then last year was a down year. Actually. We only had, I think we struggled to get 10.
4: Yeah, we did. Mm. And then and you had an and odd then, number last year, right? Which we is did. just the worst. Oh
5: yeah, It was an odd Oh an
2: odd yeah. Year. How did you, how did you navigate that for matchups and everything? It wasn't great
5: because you had like a bye <laughs> week every so often. That's right. We right. nice. did. I don't recommend having an odd, an odd number, but then this year we have 14. So
4: Wow. It's well, a, a big league, I wow. know that's, that's Just a out of nowhere.
5: I thought we had like 10 and then all of a sudden we had 14.
4: How big are your rosters?
5: Whatever the default is.
4: Oh, yes.
2: really? Pretty
1: pretty so standard. You have 14 teams time like 15 slots. That's a lot. The, the of
3: draft deals. was so like we all pretty have
5: long. a couple players that are like questionable.
4: Well, I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. after <laughs> so twelve so just, after ten teams, players get questionable yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah like, we have 16 are gonna ever score a touchdown pete i don't know maybe I don't He do a lot of passes though he's, yeah he's great
1: at ppr league yeah <laughs> yeah
2: yeah for you guys he probably scores 100 points a game with 18 catches every every time he steps no on he field. doesn't i
3: have him
4: oh. <laughs> no, Stephanie's like no he does not
0: <laughs> i no. wish
1: no no so what other what other kinds of things that we done in the league like uh, like is there is there anything for like the one person that comes in last place cuz that happens sometimes in some fantasy football leagues uh, or, or just some like uh, some side betting that goes on I mean last year I had to wear like an I love uh, uh, what was it what was the shirt I had to wear um Oh I'm my just god let why you can't tell I th- this
4: great story Why can't I th- <laughs> You're so good at storytelling. <laughs> a, I'm so Mark. good
1: at storytelling. Oh my god! I, I, it was like an "I love Josh Allen" <laughs> shirt or something like that. Oh, and I had to yeah. do a video. That was
4: a, a great yeah, was idea, a and I'm gonna do, have to take
5: that. I think that, like, like side
4: mm-hmm.
5: side things. That's a good
4: idea. Penalties and embarrassment are the best part of fantasy football. Yeah. fun. Yeah, we haven't
5: We're
3: gotten there planning. yet.
5: Yeah, mm-hmm.
4: we have a loser trophy that I haven't gotten back from Jeffem yet, so we didn't hand out. He's a giant. He's on the toilet. He's very bad at football.
5: Yeah, we did. We did a loser prize. I think just last year, but every year it seems to change because we're like still mm. kind of figuring
4: out what works best. I think we, you guys do a weekly scoring prize, which we don't do, but is very fun and keeps people engaged.
3: Yeah, yeah. so
5: that's definitely an incentive.
3: It's great because yeah. I actually won this week, this past nice. week. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd be getting no money. So <laughs> no money. <laughs> that's I think seven dollars, baby.
5: <laughs> it does keep. Keep people interested in the week to so. week.
3: Yeah, especially in so our well. league because we have a real mix of people and interest mm-hmm. and knowledge of football. So right. there's some people, especially, and I mean in our the the people in the league change year by year, but we'll right. always have people who have a ton of interest in the beginning, and then you know it's hard. You have a life. A lot of people have right. kids, have jobs, and you know it kind of falls through. So people tend to not really put much effort into it towards the end. So I think when Janice added in that weekly uh, prize, it really did help some people. That's awesome.
4: That's the reason I don't play fantasy baseball. It's too hard.
3: (laughs) I can't even. It takes so much time. It takes so
4: much time. Fantasy football, I give it like 30 minutes every wednesday or every tuesday i'll give it 30 minutes and then like 30 more minutes every thursday and i feel i fat feels pretty good and then i just general awareness of what's going on with the help of fantasy pros not a sponsor <laughs> <you could> <laughs> i do pretty okay well yeah it could be i think the reason our league is is working so well and not uh, doug and tim who are in the audience um are in our league. I think it's going so well because we have a lot of interest and a lot of repeat teams. So we've been yeah. the same now for four years in a row. Um, so we do like we do like a back record and we do a trophy that we trade. That's big and awesome. Um, John loves and, his stats, and I love my stats. Yeah, he loves <laughs> <Yeah. his> stats, <laughs> and so I don't know. I really like it a lot. Um, and I'm really glad you guys are doing it and having fun with it.
3: I'd yeah. say Pete probably enjoys it the most because. I end up watching way more games yes. than just the bills. I'm like, wait, he's like, do yeah. you want to watch this game? Like, do I have anyone playing? I do. Okay. Yeah, fine. Put that on the you're background. Yeah. You know, that's it perfect. does help because I'm so competitive.
2: And I mean, Dennis, and- your husband, George, it's like do, uh, the two of you the same way where you're watching games together. And you're like, Oh, I got this guy. Oh, I got this guy. <laughs> hey, yeah, Mark, George is in our league. league. Nice. Ah, yeah, I,
1: I,
4: I saw that. <laughs> we, we were, say
2: hey, yes, hey, yes. Hey, your lineups.
4: I, I welcome to the, the league again.
2: <laughs> yeah right
4: for like yeah like four years five years mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like a long time
1: oh my god! thanks gosh. for that little jibe there there uh, john it's
4: <laughs> my job it's my job <laughs> I think we're never gonna really really like that w- w- i think people really go. like when we argue honestly i think it's very popular
1: i think it's fun
3: yeah
4: it's super fun. okay
2: so steph oh <laughs> well we go on plenty of amazing traveling adventures together we've already talked a little bit about that or at least i have um about where we've gone and everything instead Let's talk about all the DIY projects you've dreamt up and realized, helped realize at home. Um, how do we get into this and why is it so fulfilling to upgrade the nest egg? And lastly, what are some of your favorite projects that we've done?
3: Well, first of all, I love that you're giving me all the credit. I mean, I just, I've dreamt them up. I'm like, <laughs> okay, you need this bill. I mean, yeah, okay, I kind I'll, of
2: I'll use this hammer. And hit this, hit.
3: Gosh, I don't even know where to start. I mean, my favorite projects... I love the closet project that we just did. Just completely. Ooh, I mean, tell us would, about that. I would say it took months and months and months, which I never want to do again. But well,
2: yeah, if you include this room, that's too. what I mean. Yeah.
3: We walled off a closet in one room, this room, yeah, and opened it up into our bedroom so we could have an extra one. And I love the end result. Also, didn't realize I'd be, you know, pregnant while we're finishing it. So that was, you know, not great. But oh, yeah. um, I love the end result of all of our projects. That's what I love the most. It's like just making your house what you want it to be and way less money than paying someone. Yeah, sometimes um,
2: like a tenth of the cost. I mean, oh can yeah, you imagine yeah. how much it would have been to have the the floor done in the whole hallway and, and atrium and stuff oh gosh, here, yeah. with all the bullnoses that, that we put in? Yeah. Thresholds. Oh, my gosh.
3: And opening up the corner of like a a wall in our hallway to discover a huge unused storage area that now is storage i mean your dad did help us with that we're
2: like oh there's an eight by 20 foot space in here that's just walled off like okay (laughs) let's put some walls up raise the floor
4: didn't your dad discover that when you guys were moving in you're doing all that fix up in the beginning
2: i forget if it was right away or if it was I think one it of was. subsequent visits. I mean,
3: yeah, because he knows floor plans, all right. that kind of stuff, building your, you know, your house. Yeah,
2: and I mean, when you think about it, the living room is completely this huge vaulted ceiling, and then the dining room isn't. So we're like, Yeah, and it's right over the dining no room. There's no bedroom there. What, what is that? <laughs> it's nothing. Yeah. But, it's the empty void. Well, I, now, I, now so I, ask, I also asked.
4: I also asked what a bullnose is. You guys are talking about your project kind of specifically, oh, maybe a little generically for the people <laughs> who don't know your So You know how,
2: like, Sometimes you'll have like a a piece of wood, a nice decorative piece of wood that's in between two different sets of floors that divides like the bottom of a doorway or whatever. That's usually a threshold. A bullnose is kind of that, but it's like the top cap of a staircase.
3: So when we did the flooring for our hallway, we had, we had thresholds going between our hallway and like the bathroom and every bedroom. And Mm. then since our hallway connects to the stairs, that's where we had the bolt nose. Yeah.
2: That was a custom, had to be custom built because it was really tricky to put it in Custom job. Yeah.
4: What was possibly, um, to go the other way, maybe something that was super hard that you guys ran into that you didn't realize. Like one of the I mean you've done like oh, twenty man. projects over the last five years. I mean you've done I done think so I much black stuff.
3: those out, to be honest. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> There's some pretty
2: rough I mean the closets I would say were definitely the hardest thing we've done.
3: Yeah. And we didn't
2: have my dad here to help with any of that either. Like that was all us.
3: Yeah, he helped with like the electrical.
2: Some of the electrical, that. but we did a See, bunch I of it remember, ourselves too.
4: Um the thing I had in my head was the discovery when you were trying to do the 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 uh, the laundry chute. You discovered something oh, in your yeah, path, right? But, like, well, just surprises you, like that. Because you don't know what happens when you open up a wall, right? Yeah, there were Quiet. those ten
2: skeletons we found.
4: <laughs> Not the yes. ten skeletons, actually. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense.
3: Don't put that on a oh, public I
2: podcast. I mean, uh, uh, redact that. <laughs> that'll that'll be the name of the podcast. Yeah. Skelet, skeleton balls. Skeleton
4: balls? Skeleton balls. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird, Mark. It's a little weird. So, Janice, um, to to finish us off and question for you, we, I hear you're quite the connoisseur of mathematics. Um, from teaching oh, the subject to hosting... Uh, March 14th parties, 3.14, tell us what made you so interested in math to begin with, your teaching career, and how have you kept your students engaged and interested before you stopped?
5: A lot of questions. Okay, let me see here. (laughs) Well, I think I was born with it, frankly. Um, (laughs) I remember my parents telling me this, and like, I transferred schools between 6th and 7th grade. And when I went into 7th grade math, I was like bored, essentially. And so my parents, I don't really remember this, but my parents like fought for me to be in advanced mathematics and I went in and I did great. And that was it. Like just, I always throughout high school and everything, just math was my go to. So when I went to college, it was like just a no brainer, just like this is what I want to do. I would just want to study math. Um, a lot of people asked me like what I was going to do with math. And honestly, the answer was always just like, I don't have any sort of plan. I just want to do math and that's the end of it for me.
4: Um, I found, so, M- Mark found jobs in math. Mark is also a math major. There's no, I, st- I stumbled literally upon every my company, job. Right? Yeah.
5: Every company needs people who have those kind of skills. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you don't even have to have anything other than just a math degree, which is what I ended up with. I started in math education, but dropped that um, and just did straight math. And then it's funny because I ended up back in math
4: education. <laughs> <laughs> I, <was gonna> <laughs> very um, cool. I think it's interesting to look at to um businesses needs for mathematics. I mean, Mark you were doing um just, you know, route mapping for for trucking companies for mm-hmm. a long long time and mm-hmm. um um but like even big data like big data is very big now important now in like most companies Huge. where they're looking Huge. at, you know, Tableau and you do Tableau now too, Mark, right?
1: Uh, the job, yeah, the job that I essentially have now, it didn't exist when we were in college.
4: No, not at all. Not mm-hmm. at all. Because, I mean, just the, the kind of the birth of the big data age happened mm-hmm. after.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so you, I would guess then, is it easier these days to, you know, incentivize your kids or or students, you know, who are who are learning or... Who are, um, I, I forget, what, what level do you teach?
5: Um... I've been teaching college mathematics. Okay, just like basic intro, um, you know, like calculus, gen ed, gen ed type math. Not gotcha. quite calculus. I taught I taught some pre calc um, over at UAlbany, but then when I transferred to Hudson Valley, I really just do like algebra and like intro courses there.
2: Okay, so at that point, then you already have students that are you know getting older; they're thinking about careers. Is it easier to say like, hey? Here are like the 27 different jobs you could go into if you're just good at this. Like, so pay attention. Like, is it a lot easier to do that these days with, like Mark and John said, so many new uh, career opportunities opening up that just need a math person?
5: Yeah, I think well, there's like you actuarial find, like,
4: jobs and finance jobs. There's a ton of jobs.
5: You find hmm. kind of like a divide because at first I was teaching... Students who, who just wanted to do math or wanted to do jobs that involved math. And that was much easier to motivate them. Like, they know they need this. They're going to work hard to learn it. But then when I switched over to Hudson Valley, they're, just, they're really just gen ed classes that I'm teaching. And that's a little bit different. There's motivation required. Um, most students actually don't really want to be in a math class at that level. So it's much, they're just taking them to like fill,
4: um, to fill their graduation requirements. Right.
5: Yes, exactly. Yeah. That most sucks. No, have you found a lot of struggles,
4: um, being a woman in math?
5: I don't think so. Um, I feel like most of the time I actually kind of get some awe,
0: yeah. which is mm-hmm. that's nice. That's cool. That's yeah.
5: Cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like I actually found that a little bit more when I was in the computer science program for my undergrad degree, uh, it was, it was kind of uplifting a little bit, which was, you know, refreshing and nice to see that happening. So
4: Jamie's very Very good at math um, for 11 and um, (laughs) I'm trying to just like point, but not push, you know, because you can over push your, your your kids and, um, I want to, I want to go
1: back to uh, one of the original questions, pie parties. So for those (laughs) that don't know, March 14th is pie day, three, one, four. I now being a math major myself, I had my own kind of pie day traditions, but I'm, I'm very curious to hear what yours are.
4: Can we talk about your um, fraternity (laughs) name too, that I so aptly named you?
1: Yeah. My, my nickname in the fraternity (laughs) is called pie hole. And nice. but it's it's not it's the not the word PI, it's the actual
4: Greek letter the symbol. Yep. I, yes. yep, I put it on his shirt, I put I put the pie symbol on his shirt. And wow. To this day, I
1: think wow. I'm the only one that has a Greek letter yes. in his Fantastic. name.
4: Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't That's mess around. Cool. Mark also the Janice, OG the OG little brother.
2: Mm. I am the OG little brother. And so Janice, we were at one of your pie parties years ago. I remember it was pretty good. Wait, it she was a lot of fun. I think so. I, I love, mean it was like a long, a long time ago. ago.
3: And oh don't, you, don't you have a pie platter with the pie symbol and the numbers all yes. over
4: it?
5: Yes, I have two of them now.
4: Rock and roll. That's <laughs> nice.
5: And you make a pie every pie day, right? I make a pie every pie day and I try to challenge myself and make something new and different every pie day. Uh, last year's, no, two years pie days. Two years ago, Pi Day was kind of unique because I got to announce a pregnancy using Pi Ooh, Day, so that was really uh,
4: fun. That's cool. Rock and roll. Um,
5: I was like in heaven that day because I combined those things together. It was beautiful.
4: <laughs> now I, I have an interesting so cool. question. Can you and Mark take the next 10 seconds, 15 seconds, let's say, to write as many digits no, of pi as you can <laughs> oh. and see I want to watch Janice beat you because that oh, would be she's, fun for me. She, she, it's not, no. not
1: going to take her that long. It'd be, be so funny right. if you two alternated, right?
5: I, oh I don't yes. actually pride myself in having this memorized. Uh, I don't have it memorized, okay. really. All right.
1: The, best, yeah, I like, is, is the exactly. best I can do is is three point one four one five nine. That's pretty much the best I can do.
5: Yeah, but that's I know that, Mark. Exactly. You know how long since
1: I've actually had to calculate pi? It's been a long, long time. Yeah.
5: <laughs>
2: this is this is why I made a symbol for it.
1: Can <laughs> I? Exactly. Take, Jen, exactly. So can I, Anything that, you yeah. don't
5: need to memorize, why memorize yeah. it? Like, can right.
1: I? Can I tell you like one of my favorite classes though from college? My my, my math classes, it was a mathematical theory class, and we had to. The whole day, we had to prove that one was greater than zero.
5: Okay.
2: Based (laughs) off of, like, zero
1: basic knowledge.
2: Not as easy as it sounds.
5: Yeah, we did some proof like that. It was like two is greater than nine, or two was equal Mm -hmm. to nine, maybe? Mm -hmm. Or something like that.
1: Amazing. Shall Shall we kick off this shindig, everyone? Hell yeah. Yes.
2: In the beginning, there was nothing. Until... It was said, let there be first topic.
1: So with a truly exciting week three of the NFL season behind us, it seemed that the world wanted to talk about nothing but the certain musician that was seen in Kansas City. I knew That's you were going right. to ask this. That's why I didn't My write girl. it down. <laughs> that's right the internet did you realize i was going to lead with it uh, I, the, uh yes i did the, the internet is a buzz about miss taylor swift being seen around town with travis kelsey recently and what has been the t swift effect on the chief's tight end it has been reported that kelsey's jersey sales shot up 400 in the 24 hours following that last week's game against the bears becoming a top five jersey and he personally gained over three hundred thousand followers on social media. So everyone, how serious should we take Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey being seen together?
4: I Man, I think they're dating for sure. He mentioned it on the podcast. He actually was he was a gentleman on the podcast and was very, mm-hmm. very positive about her. Um, but I love how he also quoted Wayne Gretzky about.
1: Tasking Taylor to hang out because he was like well you and he, like someone had asked him it's like well how did this come about and he says well you miss a hundred of the shots you don't take
4: <laughs> and, that's a,
1: and that's a that's a Wayne Gretzky quote that is a Wayne Gretzky quote
4: the only thing that's weird and I did also hear this argument is that she is the most private celebrity in the whole entire world she always has been and so the idea of coming out with this one right away right at the beginning is different right and so that's the thing that's throwing people off
3: Well, she has been very private since 2016, since the whole Kim and Kanye thing. She doesn't post anything personal on her social media, which I think is also why Kelsey gets tons of followers right now, hoping he'll post something. You know, it's all of of her Swifties, and I'm a proud Swiftie, but I'm not one of those Swifties. (laughs) But, I mean, Taylor's also divisive. You either really like her or you don't those kind of celebrities are the ones who are going to get the the clickbait they're going to get the comments they're going to get all that kind of stuff she's not the one putting this stuff out there it's the media but she's that kind of celebrity that people want to talk about and want to complain about or really like i mean i i don't know how serious to take it it's They've gone on a couple dates.
4: but Another interesting argument that I heard was um, he is completely different than all of the rest of them. Um, mm-hmm. And hmm. I heard he could take them all in a fight at the same time, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> well, could you imagine her, him versus John Mayer? <laughs> yeah, he, oh he's
3: God. not her typical oh, that, build that she goes for. So that's probably where that not comes at from. Not right? But I think it's also coming out of a six-year, very, very, very right. private relationship, right. which was Joe Alwyn being very private. He doesn't want to be a big superstar. And, and that's her, the reason they
4: finally split, right? He, she, uh, he had they kind say. Of, he, he had kind of asked to stop. And she was like, I can't stop. I'm Taylor right. Swift.
3: Yeah. yeah. And her being very private from 2016 and on mm-hmm. was like, okay, yeah, fine. I'll be in a relationship like this and really appreciate all of like the small things and be out of the public eye. But... Mm-hmm.
1: And you I know. think she was trying to take that relationship seriously. Like oh, she, very. Was to, Six years, she was trying I mean, to learn from her other mistakes. I mean, exactly. a lot of other relationships have been in the public eye for, mm-hmm. for the most part. I mean, everyone was talking about it, but you didn't really hear a lot about her and, and Joel Owen until, until they broke up.
3: <laughs> right. There were so many people didn't even know that they were dating, mm-hmm. but Mark and I know,
1: <laughs> I, I, we, uh, we know
3: all of her song lyrics about him. <laughs>
1: What what about the, what about the memes that you guys have seen like online or, or any of this, any of the social media, what about, um, 87
3: plus 13 equals hundred. Yeah. There's, (laughs) there's that one.
1: My favorite
2: was, um, I don't know who posted this, but I think maybe John found it, but it's totally of Taylor in the press box next to, um, next to mom. Yeah. Next to mom. And it was right when Travis Kelsey scored a touchdown and it, she just goes, you see her mouth go, let's fucking go. go. So yeah, somebody yeah, did yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. a shiny, uh, LFG. I
4: mean, she was, like, <laughs> she was super fucking pumped. So, I mean, that's yeah. very love it. But interesting. Right. I
3: think also that is just who Taylor is. Like if you don't follow her, don't know, or you maybe just don't see that, but she's, she's just a huge dork. You see her at the – she is at the VMAs. She's just – she's excited for, like, any of that kind of stuff. She got drunk at the VMAs and is just singing along the songs. I mean, yeah, does she know that the camera's on her? I'm sure that's part of it. You know, she knows that the camera's on her in the press box. She's not going to have a sourpuss face on, but she's just – she's excited about things. She's just a dork who likes to – be happy for people and they but left the of course stadium together. people they, but they who,
4: weren't super cutesy when they left the stadium together either so that was also kind of interesting
3: yeah and people who don't like her are just gonna point out any negative thing she was too happy oh my gosh oh, no. like if she wasn't happy people would <laughs> right. say like she's a bitch I, it just, this relationship is mean? too normal when you're that popular it's gonna be anything
2: yeah but. what are your thoughts Janice
5: oh man I don't know if I have too many thoughts <laughs> okay. i don't i don't really think i've That's followed okay. much of it other than just like you know obviously social media has things come up in your feed so you yeah, see them yeah. oh yeah
1: yeah one of one of my favorite things on instagram was that someone was uh, videotaping this giant box that was uh, rolling on a rolling cart that was coming out of the stadium and the caption said Uh, I'm pretty sure Taylor Swift's inside of that and no one can tell me different. (laughs) Like they snuck her in and out of the stadium. They snuck her in and out of the stadium in a box.
5: Oh, I saw the one
3: where it was a big popcorn machine and people were saying that they were wheeling her out in that. Oh
2: my God, that's so funny. (laughs) That's funny.
3: I also like how the uh, NFL social media changed their profile to NFL Taylor's version. Oh, because, I didn't see that one. Yeah. Oh, funny. Because she, wow. you know, gave the NFL so many more ratings. <laughs> and for all these like people who had no idea about football, who just right. wanted to watch, oh, you yeah. know, Kelsey and Taylor. So
2: are any of you going to get a, uh, no Swift C jersey? That's number 100 because it's 87 oh gosh. plus 13
4: though okay. <laughs> so, yeah, everyone Taylor, in the studio audience is a very interesting um <laughs> athlete right and so he's a little bit flamboyant right he has cool suits and he's very out there and i, I just think she's i think it's it, for whatever it is it's going to be an interesting ride for everybody
2: you are not prepared for the next topic
4: we're gonna just start with this one because i heard that Steph was sad that she missed out on this topic and so let's bring it back I want to talk about, in general, our favorite sports teams. But specifically, I want Steph to get a chance to reminisce about the 90s Yankees. Um, <laughs> whether it was a professional gamer This is why I did not bring up this topic, because I knew you were going to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> b- please make sure to focus on weird superstitions and the craziest thing we've ever done for our teams, no matter what the sport is. I mean... And we'll start with Steph.
3: Talking Let's about... Talk about home
4: runners. Home runners. <laughs> home runners.
3: I mean, I did briefly talk about it on my the episode I was on just I mean my mom and I were obsessed with the Yankees in the 90s they were awesome to watch they in the 90s on awesome. like right now oh, so and sad. <laughs> and we were a bit crazy and I think Pete's starting to see some of that with some superstitions I'm bringing to She's watching bringing The Bills. It to the Bills fandom but, it, but it's too, not, yeah. it's Ooh. not, oh, it is not as bad. Yeah. I want to hear, I, I want to hear this. We would <laughs> sing random things at the TV when people came up, and I I won't even go there, specifically. We would have little, I think I like...
2: I specifics. I think Yeah,
5: I want to go there, let's go there. Let's go little, there. Little, like,
2: Entertainment. things
3: that we would line up, like, in front of the TV.
2: like, like Bottle heads or yeah,
3: things mem- like that. I don't even remember the specific yeah. ones, but you know, if someone didn't make a home run, it's got to be because we didn't do something, you know.
0: Of
3: course, <laughs> but um, gosh, yeah, the '90s Yankees are awesome. I loved my Joe Girardi and Posada and O'Neill. Those are my faves.
4: Paul Nest looks great. Does he? Does he? <laughs> does. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's funny though when they come out for things generally to celebrate Derek Jeter or something Derek Jeter has done. Oh, like as uh, alumni, yeah. They all look the same but like old, which makes sense but it's just so fun to watch. Like <laughs> yeah. old Gosh. Tino Martinez and like little button-down shirt. And he's kind of wrinkly but he's like smiling still because he always used <laughs> right. to smile. That team was cool. I think the early aughts team was cool and all the teams that I've really liked in the Yankees are ones that they seem like they really like each other. And I think this makes sports more fun to watch when the team really gels. Like oh, I know, yeah, when Red- they have rapport. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know those Red Sox teams that won were all really close and Cowboy, they all had yeah. a lot of fun. I know um, Bills teams back in the day they did that. And oh, yeah. Um, the Giants teams that won the Super Bowl a couple of, a bunch of years ago did that. Um, and so those have always been my really favorite sports teams—the ones that look like they have fun together. Like Jim Larrits throwing pies in people's faces when they weren't expecting it. Like that's awesome.
3: <laughs> Jim Larrett's Wow. That's
1: yeah. a throwback. Yeah. Wait, so I want I want to I want to know about some of the superstitions that you're doing for Bills games now. Yeah. Hell
4: well, yeah. I, we, I want to know about that.
2: We do that. have a, a a stuffed animal buffalo
0: mm-hmm. that
2: we we put a Bills handkerchief on. And so what's his name? he yes, Billy, Billy. Billy the buffalo, obviously. And he has to
3: obviously. Well, let me say when maybe maybe you just came up with that name, but I was just like Bill like the Bills.
2: Bills, yeah.
3: I had no idea that there actually was a mascot called Billy the Buffalo. Yes, a blue buffalo.
2: Right, but ours looks more like an actual buffalo, and we, he has
3: to watch every game.
2: Yep, found it at a Wegman's, so he's always in the same spot on the coffee table facing mm-hmm. the TV. And Even now, if we're not there,
3: this is well, nothing like.
2: Moves? Oh, he can't. He can't move. No.
3: Uh, and this Stringy. weekend we'll have to leave him there. <laughs> Clearly, John, yeah. go away. Yeah, we'll have Conversely. to have the TV on all
2: weekend. <laughs> no, so. not
3: the TV on, just him sitting there. <laughs> mm, yeah, no, I mean, I mean yeah, this is. Oh, that will be funny. I know. <laughs> no, Why it'll, it'll shut so off uh, after uh, uh, an activity. That's right. I mean, this is nothing like Tim, though. You know.
2: Oh, Tim's tradition is crazy.
3: Tim in the hot tub. The, yeah. Although yeah. I think it really should be Lisa this year.
2: Yeah. Hey, Lisa's one and zero in the hot tub, so undefeated.
1: You guys well, they, might want to expl- elaborate, elaborate a little bit
2: more um, about what that means. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This all just sounds weird, you guys. Why don't so you explain that to the tub, guests? Tim, Tim can to elaborate know. in the chat, maybe. Uh, if, if I he's think done, Tim left, but, I think he well, went to bed. Oh, okay. Well, good night, Tim. Uh, Tim's tradition was every Pete's morning, cousin. every morning on game day, he'd get in the hot tub, even in the middle of the winter, and uh, drink a beer, and his dog would have to lick him in the face, and he would take a selfie. And that's, get posted on Instagram, and that's when you know it's game day. I mean, yep.
3: they've been doing pretty well.
2: Yeah, and I mean, his record since doing that is better than...
3: Although they lost the very first game this season, and then he was away the second week, so his right. wife stood in for him, and they won, so right. now we're like, well, maybe his wife Lisa needs to do it every week.
2: Yep, Continue the tradition. Hey, Lisa. But, you know, we all have our superstitions. Yeah.
1: Gotta stay with the juju.
2: Janice would ask you this question. Are you a fan of... The Yankees or other baseball teams, uh, or what What are some of your sports superstitions?
4: Or some of, what are some of your superstitions in general, even?
5: Superstitions in general? We've pivoted I'm a not topic. really <laughs> a very superstitious person, I don't think. I mean, I've got like OCD about some things, but I don't think superstitions so mm. much. Growing up, my dad just always hated baseball. I don't know what it was. He just... <laughs> It's not for everyone, just baseball. like Taylor Swift. So we never, ever, <laughs> ever watched anything to do with baseball. So I didn't have any any sort of baseball team.
1: So you you were a soccer player growing up, though, right? You didn't have yes. any superstitions when on the soccer team? Or did any of your teammates have any weird superstitions?
5: So did you ever
4: wash your socks? <laughs> <laughs> the
5: only thing that comes to mind is I used to sleep with my soccer ball.
4: As oh, a way to like
5: oh, that's adorable. It me good luck. I know, it's like my stuffed animal. I mean, I was just doing it last week.
0: but <laughs> uh, <laughs> not really, You don't, but you uh, don't need maybe. George. The yeah, soccer
5: ball no. better. <laughs> I kick him out.
4: <laughs> you, should call George a soccer- you shouldn't call George a soccer ball. He's not that old.
2: Yeah, when it comes down to George the soccer wah, ball, wah, it's wah. come on. <laughs>
4: Oops, that's the wrong one. Sorry. <laughs>
0: oh, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, there you go. I did the wrong sad, horn. I did the wrong sad, horn.
1: Sad horn instead of happy horn.
5: We're ready for the next topic.
1: So again, after the first three weeks of the NFL season, you you pretty much know how your team will do for the rest of the year. We're going to go a little bit back into fancy football. Uh, so things like injuries and disappointing stats from highly coveted players can certainly hurt your team. But then again, you find those diamonds in the rough that no one else saw coming. So everyone... What have been our biggest surprises and disappointments for fantasy football, or just give an update on how your team's doing it overall?
5: I have an upset and an excite, exciting, you know, out of nowhere player uh, on our women's league. Which hold on, I have to pull it up. I mean, you so don't have Echler, it memorized? I know I should. At this point, <laughs> right. I really should. Eckler, I drafted from the beginning, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know He's how that's hurt. going. So Sad he might be Panda. back this week. And I'm Hope nervous. So. I don't know if I should play him or not, but we'll see on Sunday, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh but then who was it last week? Uh that got a thousand points.
0: Oh, oh,
1: you had wow. the Miami
0: guy. Yeah, yeah. It was either Raheem yeah.
1: Mostert or Devonna Chain.
5: A chain. You know, Miami. A chain. She's she was on, on my the bench. train for A chain. No idea why I had drafted him before. Fifty points I mean, I on your bench. The Excellent. Right. I know. Exactly. Well, so that was thank- kind of disappointing. But- oh,
3: he was on your bench. You didn't play. Yeah. Him. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, so. you know, I mean, I, I know. Yeah. you
5: had no idea.
4: Where the, so rest the, of the only one you know who benefited that? off of the seventy points out of um, Miami was Pete, starting to attack Levola. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent,
2: excellent. He, and I mean,
0: nice.
4: And he didn't even have forty. He only had thirty.
2: No, because four of those touchdowns were only running 30. backs and so many running yards. But still a good day. I think I scored one of the highest scores I've ever had in our league.
4: 160 is a lot in our league. It's
2: a was, a lot. It was pushing 170 yeah. there. Ha,
3: huh, I beat you. I know.
0: Yeah, you yeah, actually yeah. got
2: 170 points?
3: I got 170 this past Sheesh. week. That's that never going to happen again.
1: Yeah, Steph, yeah, Steph, how's your fantasy team?
3: Um uh, I I guess it's doing okay, although I did draft um I guess he's Danny Jones, but I know him what you guys call him Danny fucking Dimes. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and he's been up
4: so uh, no. two touchdowns
3: pretty disappointed the with him although
4: whole season <laughs> he's playing I, have, I think like he deserves, a, a deserves a another one
3: I have some good guys that I've picked up based on the injuries you know I, I was able to get Ford that oh, yeah. um, when Chubb got injured I'm and
4: he's been doing go, pretty well pick up. yeah even though he's not um, scoring touchdowns,
2: he's catching the ball. Doesn't matter. He's getting some points. Anyway. I picked
3: up Keenan Allen just because I had him a couple years ago, oh, and that he, was your big. You know, he was always very, um, like stable. Ten points I, every game. I always really liked him, so I'm like, okay, I don't know, six round. I'm like, I'll get him. in last week, forty five points. So, wow.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> uh, their their number two receiver just got hurt for the rest of the year, so Keenan Allen's yeah. probably going to do pretty well.
3: Oh.
0: Yeah, I picked up
4: Johnson on the Chargers. Hopefully <laughs> he he gets um he gets yards, he gets catches. I mean, he has really great um after carry stats and or after catch stats. And with um with Mike Williams going down, um he's going to get a lot more share. And Justin Probably. Herbert's still a beast, right? And I mean, he's having a hell of a year. A lot. Yeah, yeah. Well, fantasy
1: wise, he's <laughs> having a hell of a year.
4: And then I think the most interesting fantasy development in football this year is the texans and cj stroud i think cj stroud is incredibly good i think he's the best quarterback out of the draft right now the texans Mm. look real and nico collins and do they and they look well, real Well, who have they played so far? And but Nico Collins who is scoring a ton. They did beat and, the they did beat the Jaguars last week. And Tank Dell is also scoring a ton. Tank Oh, Dell. he looks legit good. Ooh, Tank yeah. Dell by the way on my bench last week because I grabbed him without <sighs> the foresight that he was going to score three touchdowns and like 25 points. Who knew and knew they were so, going to do
1: that well against so, Jacksonville. So in Jacksonville.
4: Up. Mark beat me by. Let's think about it. A point now. Very half. little. It's very Son little. Of a bitch. That's <laughs> it. Oh a yeah. Bring close. It was thanks, wanna, thanks to the defense that I... I, I right, know. thanks to the Philly defense scoring 15 on Monday Night Football. I think Philly looks ridiculous mm. right now, by the way. Um, I th- also, um, I haven't had to make a lot of real changes this year because I think I drafted pretty you d- well. You drafted pretty well. And so Josh Allen and Justin Jefferson, by the way, my team this year, WWJD, what would Justin Jefferson do? Well, he would score a touchdown or two or four. He's trying, you know.
3: I'll take I'll take it because I have him too. Even
4: yeah. though the Vikings are <laughs> terrible, they are bad but, this year.
3: But they're still good
1: fantasy wise, though. You know, Kirk
5: Cousins is actually like yeah. one of the
1: highest scoring
4: quarterbacks in fantasy. I don't at all. It's
2: honestly, yeah. it's the the Vikings. I don't know if it's on my other team. Yeah. Vikings and the Chargers, they just, they always get fantasy points, but they don't ever, they, they just don't amount they to don't winning win. somehow.
1: I don't know what happens there. How's the, uh, how's, how's the league with, uh, Rick going? Oh, I, bad lost for me. I lost by a
4: hundred. I lost by a hundred points against two teams last week. That is, oh not, a low, yeah. that is right. not a small number. <laughs> yeah. we were in a double <laughs> header.
1: Yeah.
4: yeah. Cause it was a double oh, header week. Doubleheader. And, um, yeah. Everything I did just fell apart. I have this really hard thing going on in my fantasy teams right now. I have Saquon Barkley and Joe Burrow. Saquon Barkley on my redraft, Joe Burrow on my dynasty, mm. and both of them are maybe going to play. <laughs> and the problem, with the, the problem with the scheduling <laughs> yeah. for them, right, and you think about this, the problem with the scheduling for them is that they're all playing on Mondays. And so Saquon Barkley might play this Monday, but I can't play him because he He's might play. play. Yeah. And right. Joe Burrow last week might play. And I was like, I can't play Joe Burrow.
2: I can't. He's playing can't on one go. leg right now. It's when I mean, he's in, he finally he's not won doing a
4: lot. He finally won on one leg. He only, st- I mean, he yeah. threw for two touchdowns. Then, you know, T. Higgins was like, I get to score. And I, th- those are the big surprises <laughs> <I know. laughs> of the fantasy season <laughs> yeah. that the, the Bengals are bad. Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Joe Burrow aren't scoring points. And so that really kind of throws a loop into people's heads, right? When, when good sure. teams are playing poorly. And you're like, yeah, well, for- I can't trade them. It's still no. so young. This, yeah, this give, NFL give season time. is so young. Yeah. You can't
1: overreact. The Bengals the Bengals start off slowly every They're single 0 and 2 season last I think. Season two? Yeah. They and, and then they they finish strong. Joe Burrow's hell, calf will heal. Uh, although it does seem like they they did, I think one of the reasons that people think that they won last week is they weren't really throwing as many deep balls. They were kind That's of true. doing more of the intermediate. Well, throws. it's because
4: they didn't want. The, um, he gave an. They got to keep him healthy. Yeah, right. Yeah. He gave an interview that I read, and his one goal for the game was don't have a setback. D- don't die. Don't die.
3: <laughs> Next topic.
4: Like I said, we're going to stay in fantasy. They say fantasy football seasons are won and lost on the waiver wire, and this week of the fantasy football season was probably no exception. And we already mentioned him this episode, but Devonta Chane, the 21 year old rookie from Texas A&M, made a splash in week three of his first season, uh, carrying the ball 18 times for 203 yards and two touchdowns, as well as four catches for 30 uh, 30 yards and another two touchdowns. For those of us who are doing math, that's 233 yards overall, four touchdowns, and a blistering 45 (laughs) points in most leagues. Uh, with other rookies on fire across the league, including the aforementioned uh, Texans wide receiver Tink Dell, along with rookie CJ Stroud, um, who I said is the real deal, and even the poor Bears rookie running back, Rashawn Johnson, um, what is your secret stash play that you're the most excited about, and how are you feeling about your fantasy football season? And like I said, it's kind of the same question, Pete. <laughs>
2: Well, okay, they seem different enough before we started and we just started talking about all the same stuff that is on John's question (laughs) during Mark's question. So now let's talk about other stuff.
3: Well, I mean, there's been so many injuries this year that I feel like I've had to go to the waiver wire and get different people because it's just it's been really difficult. Every other
5: person on the roster like yeah and
3: big I, people
2: too i've been mostly lucky well actually no no it looks like luke musgrave got hurt or something because i of course i go to pick him up and start him thinking oh he's gonna do better than kincaid this week
4: i, I had luke musgrave yeah, i had luke musgrave for like uh, like a minute but he hasn't i, I was just like i had him because i was like he's, i'm gonna go 2 i'm gonna go two tight ends until i need to another quarterback and i was just like nah yeah, he's, he's not he's, even playing
2: he did pretty well last week but i think he got hurt now so but yeah. it's okay. I have Puka Nakua. He's going to give me a million yards.
3: And that's one I picked up too.
4: Yep. But you lost Mike Williams.
2: I, I did. But you lost Mike Williams and that think, makes
4: me sad for you, but really not what? because you're my only competition. Sorry, Mark.
2: Somehow I drafted The season so we, we is we don't, young,
4: my friend. The season is young. Yeah,
2: we, we don't do a snake draft in our league as we mentioned a couple of times. So I drafted last and somehow I'm shot up to number one in the power rankings. I have no idea how. You're going to jinx it. Oh, I, oh, it's it's already looking bad this week. Lisa's <laughs> well, um, team is going to destroy poor Lisa me. Lisa
4: is number one in the power rankings. And this is the problem I had last season. I had a very good team on paper who just kept losing. And unfortunately, Lisa just keeps losing.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, she's probably going to beat me this week, though. Like, her team is just way too good.
1: The waiver wire is definitely one of those things, though. You... You you have to you have to kind of know or you have to have a strategy. So what what is everyone's strategy when it when it comes to the waiver wire? The Well, I
3: interest? can't I can't say and then Janice will know.
4: <laughs> oh,
0: that's that's true. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Highly <listening>. ranked
4: players. <laughs> and really what you're trying to do is you're trying to discover someone who fits right into an offensive scheme. Like the pickup of Jerome Ford, and we don't really know, but the pickup of Jerome Ford should be good because mm-hmm. The 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 Browns Browns run a lot, mm-hmm. run a lot, right? And and the pickup of um, what I was saying, Quentin Johnson should be good because they have a big hole in the Chargers' passing offense of yeah. um the loss of Mike Williams, and so that's what you're really trying to do, right? The next guy up because football is a weird sport, and when you're playing fantasy, it's a weird thing because you have to try and guess the health of players.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And wh- how they're going to do against an opponent.
4: And like yep. a right. genius who thought that Tony Pollard was a good pickup at the beginning of last season and probably won their league, right?
2: Yeah. That was you last year. Well, you did. Did I have him? Yeah. You grabbed him. And I got him you this year thinking, yeah, he'll be pretty good. He's been great. <laughs> um, yeah. I think a lot of it too is watching a bunch of games too. And I, I like to look at players to just see how they, I don't know, I guess you can call it the eye test, but see how they look out there. And if, there's a rookie or someone that's just making a heyday not necessarily score sometimes i don't know i need to see it to believe it sometimes like or if i miss the game i'll look at highlights if it just looks like some new player is coming out of nowhere and just balling out and just doing some incredible feats i'm like okay this isn't just a lucky scheme thing or or the defense broke down like this player's got something uh that's when i'll usually bite. also what team are they on what's their matchup Mm -hmm, situation like streaming defenses that way streaming kickers you can you can pull that off There's
4: a lot of positions that you can stream you can stream defenses and kickers for sure you can probably even if you don't have the top three tight ends you can stream tight ends because the Mm -hmm. rest of them don't really matter i do that all the time yeah there was there was one year i was streaming quarterbacks
2: yeah, and no, I, honestly, I, you can do that too.
1: I
3: feel like I, I that's add, what I'm doing this year.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, and you, you could easily any position. You could easily find someone on your on the free agent list that's going to do veg, exceptionally well, and then you just drop them afterwards.
2: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So always and, look at your matchups. That's my advice. What what mm-hmm. what team are you, is the guy on that you're picking up? What is their coaching and offensive scheme look like? Does it favor passing? Does it favor running? Does it favor two tight end sets? Look at that kind of stuff. Uh, look at where the dude is in the depth chart. I mean, at the end
4: of the day, it doesn't and actually matter playing? because who would have thought? And I'm just looking at our league. We have a Yahoo league with uh, half point PPR as an example. The highest scoring player in our league right now is Raheem Mostert, who probably went well, in the fourth yeah. or fifth round.
2: Because he was the other guy that got 50 points last week.
4: Mm. but like the 4th or 5th round probably right but miami yeah probably is probably going to score the most points in nfl history probably well mean,
1: maybe not maybe not but they'll mm-hmm. they'll they're going to be the number one offense more than likely more assuming than likely. assuming Tua stays healthy yeah and not next week
2: though that's the yeah not, except <laughs> <Not> for next <laughs> week
1: <laughs> not when they play the score, bills. man you guys <laughs> just got to well, score right. more hey they can still score a lot of <laughs> fantasy points they just can't that's score true. more points than the bills
4: right
2: I want to see this game be like a forty-four to forty-one. What's just really oh, interesting
4: with the top five <laughs> in our league, and probably in your league too. Is it's surprising? The only person on this list that I would have guessed is Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is number two with seventy-seven points.
2: Mm. Um,
4: I don't again, know. Three I, weeks
2: though. Be, being the person that drafted two, I thought he was going to have a really good year. But again, it was, pretty, uh, you know, predicated Michua on is, is he going to be six. healthy?
4: And a lot yeah. of the times, this list is all the top list is always quarterbacks. Quarterbacks always score the most.
2: Yeah, but it's about finding that one that's in the top six in like the ninth or tenth round. <laughs> that's the secret.
4: Really? Right, right, because you can't give up. And and I think the league is a lot different than um, when we started playing fantasy football. And we're all it was better at it now. Well, we're all better at it, but also yeah. you used to kind <laughs> of. Focus running back because running running backs used to be top picks. Yeah, they used to be top picks because they used to get all the touchdowns, and I don't think they do anymore. Yeah,
3: and I think that's what makes our league a little bit different too, because you have a variety of people with different knowledge of football. And quarterbacks went in the first round, then wide receivers, then it was all over the place. So it made you think like, wait, you had to rethink like everything. And that's what one of my friends.
5: (laughs)
0: Totally, and
3: one of my friends that joined this year said the same thing. She's like, "I had no idea because everyone was drafting the the weirdest way, and we also had some people
5: auto drafting that you know didn't join."
2: Does that drive you crazy too, Janice?
5: (laughs) It's wild. It's kind of like fun, sort of, because like you have to like react so quickly during the draft because people just make these unpredictable choices, right? Yeah. I mean, when I draft
4: in a league where I am. I feel like maybe I have played more fantasy football than people. When I draft in a league like that, I just take the people that I would have picked anyway, because then they're just available. Like I drafted third this year and I'm just like, just like there's Justin Jefferson just sitting around waiting for me. I'm just like, okay, I'll just (laughs) take him. Thanks. Appreciate you.
0: (laughs) I've got the
1: need. The need. Oh, the next topic. (laughs) So the Broncos and Dolphins faced off last week in a matchup that didn't really receive much press, but we've certainly been talking about a lot on this show already. The Dolphins, of course, scored 70 points altogether in a performance that most people would equate to a Madden football video game. (laughs) Now, the Broncos head coach, Sean Payton, made a lot of noise this offseason, even publicly publicly talking about how poor the coaching was during the previous season with the insane Aaron Rodgers posse member Nathaniel Hackett. But alas, his seas- uh, his team gave up the most points since 1966 and their record is a not so impressive 0 and 3. So, everyone, do we feel bad for Sean Payton and the Broncos after giving up 70 points?
4: You see, Mike McDaniel got shit for not kicking that last field goal and breaking the record. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, wow. he did. Then they could have. And so his team yeah, was like, no, have. I think it was really professional. We're not out here to embarrass teams. Meanwhile, they scored 70 you fucking scored points. scored the
2: second most points in NFL history. Yeah.
4: <laughs> did you know also that Mike McDaniel used to be a Broncos ball boy?
1: Yeah. Really?
4: It was a whole thing. Whole
2: thing about whole, that.
4: It was the whole yeah. thing. It was all the memes. I think the Broncos are bad. I mean, yeah. Real bad. I think Russell Wilson's and, done. And I and I think that mm. the Dolphins are real good and there's not a lot that's in between. I mean, it's like yeah. they do the they do the, the 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 best versus worst game every year. They do the best college team playing the worst NFL team. And at the end of the day, the thing that changes between college and and, and the NFL is defense, right? And so the defenses are just much much better. And so the college team always loses. You know, but they always do it because it's cool publicity. I don't think that the Broncos are well conceived at all. Um, no, probably not. Russ is old. But, and... but here's the, here's the
1: thing, though. Like Sean Payton was supposed to be a big change, right, from the Nathaniel Hackett days. Yeah, and it was a big change. Nothing has changed. Worse. In fact, it's that yeah, they've actually gotten worse because <laughs> at least they had a defense last year, and you right. give up seventy points.
2: I mean, maybe it's like the Titanic. You know, they. Sean Payton saw the iceberg and he's trying to steer the ship, but it's a big ship. It takes a while to to turn things
1: around.
4: <laughs> I don't think they're going to be good for a long time.
1: <laughs> why did he take that? I still don't really like. I I don't really know why he ever took this job. Does he? Did he really think this was going to be like, again? He should have taken maybe, yeah, the Cowboys he just, he job. He
2: thought he could. Yeah, but could. that one maybe felt too easy for him, and he said, oh, "You know how I'm really going to prove it. I'm going to make these uh, Broncos look good." We'll see. I I want to give them a little bit of a chance to get it together, but honestly, if I mean he'll be there next year, right? He's he's new. He's he, this oh, year absolutely. is kind of a, yeah. This year I mean, is the pass. Sean Payton. I don't Sean see Payton, yeah. Russell Wilson quarterback in the Broncos next year, though. I think a lot has. What are to they going to do with him? I don't know. He's he, he he signed a big contract last year, like almost Which forty million a year. GMs are magicians. They just they make them go away. They'll, they'll trade him. <laughs> trade him to the Jets. Wait, I might be
1: wrong about that. I might be wrong. Let me let me double check that Russell Wilson contract. Yeah, to the Judy Jets. I need a quarterback. I'm sorry, it's almost fifty million a year. Five years, two forty-five. Five years, two forty-five. <laughs> so that's more than Danny Dimes' money. Wow. Oh, Danny Dimes
2: is forever now the benchmark of quarterback contracts. It's more or less than than him.
0: <laughs> hey John. Hey John. Who
1: who who would you rather
4: have, Russell Wilson or Danny Dimes? Danny Dimes. Um, I don't think he's the problem. <laughs> and and I'm, I'll die on that hill. I think the offensive line is the problem. Honestly yo for the Giants I'm mean, nobody's good when you have three seconds to throw nobody's good not even Patrick Mahomes and that is actually exactly. proven there's a bunch of Giants um press writers that are writing about that right now the the Super Bowl they lost they were just getting defeated their offensive line and so Patrick Mahomes didn't look like Patrick Mahomes because nobody can throw the ball when they have three seconds and then they get murdered nobody mm-hmm. can, <laughs> not possible
2: yeah well, line is very key very key Do- do you think that's Denver's problem to, to swing it back to well I think Denver's uh, bad.
4: Uh, their yeah. defense is bad. Their O-line is bad. Russ is bad. They have no receivers. The best player on the team is Javante Williams, and they're losing by 70, and so they can't run. <laughs> I mean, yeah. so what are they supposed to do? And it's the same problem that the Colts had last year. Yeah. If you lose every game by 20-plus in the third quarter, you won't run because you can't. You so, just can't.
2: Do you think this, though, while Miami's offense does look amazing and I mean the talents all there does this hyper inflate their outlook I mean people are saying historically best offense in the universe of all time and I'm like it's well one this weekend's gonna be a, a pretty terrible. nice test
1: right this yeah. weekend against the bills
2: so three games between the bills and dolphins last year with a total point margin in all three of those games combined of eight points between mm-hmm. the winners and losers so that's that's
4: but I mean, the Bills are a high flying offense too.
2: They're not. I mean. Uh, I d- I are d- they? Not, yeah, not so much this year. I mean, okay. I'm not we'll, this year, but last year. I mean, they still put up 38 and 37 points in the last two weeks, but. I guess the Commanders.
4: Yeah. <laughs> hey, the Commanders are like supposed Everybody to be Everybody was a saying real how good too. the
2: Commanders were until they got. No one's
1: saying that.
2: Every, the 2 0 and and
4: Commanders?
2: The 2 0 no Commanders, and everybody's the like, two oh and my God. The Commanders who yeah, were okay. so good.
1: Until I played the the Bills. Everyone's played. Everyone's, yeah.
4: The week I I traded for Brian Robinson. I don't think they're actually that good. (laughs) The week that I did that and spent the farm on Brian Robinson.
1: So this weekend, going back to Sean Payton should be an interesting matchup because he's facing the 0-3 Bears. And another coach oh, yeah. that doesn't look not look so good in his first year, Matt Older. Hey, wow. Nice. One of these teams is going to get a win.
3: That's so that funny. Is why, unless win. they tie. <laughs> oh, I the was best. just going to ask who you think is yes. worse this year. Is it the Broncos or the Bears? Oh, the Bears. No, the Bears are
1: definitely worse. Because the Bears
3: worse. haven't won in like almost a year.
1: The Bears yeah, are definitely really worse. Bad. And yeah. and Justin, Justin Fields is, is in his own head and he's just horrible. Well, the right problem now. is.
4: Justin Fields isn't a mystery anymore because there was a whole offseason to figure him out.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's not that. Well, just looking at some of the tape that he's doing, like he's he's thinking too hard about certain things, and yeah, that, he, that means so he's holding on the ball longer.
4: But I mean, it's, he has much better skill players. We talked about that last with Matt. Much yeah. better skill players. But I mean, they he, even made made his team on, better. he even
1: went on. He even went
2: on record and tried to throw coaching under the bus, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Recently.
1: I, I almost did that as one of our, our in topics a, in a press conference. He did. Yeah. He did. He he didn't really mean to do that. I mean, it, it was that's <laughs> probably like an off-the-cuff comment, and he yeah. did take it back afterwards. But I mean, I, yeah, it's it's definitely not a very good year for for the Bears
4: either. Justin, you can still sponsor the show. We love you. Yes, Absolutely. we still we still <laughs> love you. You can
1: You're come mad. on the podcast anytime you want. Your cousin yes. Matt will visit you very shortly. Anytime yes.
4: you want. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we are, we are rooting for you dude you'll get you'll you'll do better and now for a completely different next topic.
4: Interesting news this week. Um, Haley Van Voorhees, uh, a safety at D3 Shenandoah University, became the That's first the female non-kicker to appear in an NCAA football game this past Saturday. The five foot six, one 145 pound junior, uh, Voorhees plays safety and is also on the track and field team where she runs sprints. Uh, so multiple women have played kicking positions but none have ever played defense. Uh, Haley states that she's used to being the only girl on a football team. And she's been playing her whole life, but states she's not the shortest or the lightest person on her team and isn't worried about getting hurt. So while Haley is not on the first team, she played this weekend, and that's why it's news, um, and registered a quarterback hurry on third down. She tackled the quarterback, which was awesome. You should look at the video. Uh, what do we think about Haley's future in football, the NCAA, and beyond? This She's uh, in college or high school? She's in college. D3. She's in college. Okay, that's pretty cool. She is, by the way, fucking jacked. Yeah? Jacked. <laughs> like really strong. Oh my God. Big. I would imagine if she's my head, arms (laughs) bigger than my head and a 15 pack. Like her Instagram is very interesting.
2: All I can say is it's amazing. And do you, do you think is this a sign of things to come where we're going to get more women like her? Could we see her on the NFL draft night and saying, Hey, Somebody might but take what a I'd chance. love to
4: start with is, is a serious female football, uh, professional football league. That's what I would like to start with. I'd love to see um, that. Yeah. They've and, done and, well, the, a key, lot the keyword,
1: of... Yeah, the keyword is serious because they've done serious female football league, like,
4: leagues before. Like, right. we're talking about serious female sports and the New York Liberty are selling out Madison Square Garden this week because they're going to win the championship. And that's awesome, right? Yeah. And that's what I need, right? I just need it to be the same and i think that things like this where haley's playing with boys and beating them is an awesome start
1: i think i actually do foresee a women's football league but not probably in our lifetimes it, i mean because it's going to come to the point just aren't they already look, talking about it though well, i'm planning on living to be
2: 137 so i'm glad if i
1: haven't been are you moving Fair your effect. subconscious
2: out of your body into yeah just
1: into you know life? so i mean it's at the rate that like that especially football is going. It 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 costs so much money to go to a
4: football game.
1: So there's going to be there's gonna need to be alternatives, I think, for for certain things. And I see
4: how pissed Jets fans are? Yeah. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. But it and it's only gonna get worse. Think about when our kids will attend sports games in like 20 or 30 years. How much is that ticket going to be? So so we're gonna probably need alternatives for sporting events that are going to be a little less expensive. And an all-female football league is probably going to be one of those options. But Mark, Why does it need first, to be an alternative? Yeah. Why
0: does it need to be alternative?
1: Cause why does it need to be an alternative? Cause the NFL is the juggernaut of all sports right now.
2: That's true. Yeah, that's, that's, true. That's, that's why it has male to be or female, right. Male or female. There's, any sport. there's no football league that, or yeah.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Any sport in this country because yeah. right. Soccer is
2: obviously the biggest sport in the world. I, w- I would think.
0: Yeah.
2: But now uh, I
1: will, I will say that. So football, I wanted, I definitely I want to see say. more women's leagues. The WNBA has uh, expanded from 12, it's 12 teams right now. It did start off at eight. Uh, hopefully okay. they come up with more teams. I'd love to see a WNBA team. Uh, in my neck of the woods, uh, the National Women's Soccer League has expa- uh, is talking about expanding, and Boston is supposed to be getting one of those teams. That was announced a little while ago. That's exciting to me because I lo- I actually, uh, I think I actually enjoy women's soccer more than men's soccer because it definitely, uh, it's it. I don't know. This the the game itself just seems to be a little bit better. I, I think it also has to do with the fact that American women tend to dominate too as well. So, that's I think so that's nice. also why Even I enjoy it.
4: Even though we didn't this year. Yeah.
1: Well. They, they made those changes. So I do, do I, do I think there's a possibility of a women's football league in the future? Yes, but just probably not in the near future.
4: I think that I'm reading this right. The uh, NFL is sponsoring a women's flag football league.
3: Okay.
2: Flag football.
4: Yeah. I don't want to see flag so they've, football. they they And that's you, actually the thing I remembered. I want to see that's what they to were advertising at the Super Bowl. At the Super Bowl, right? Super exactly. Bowl, right? Huh the the uh, the woman who was running and everybody was chasing her that was a, f- a flag football league ad I think I remember that right
1: so keep in mind mm. now the 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 Pro Bowl is well, a couple years ago was a flag football game and who watched that and these were yeah. professional NFL yeah. players
4: well the Pro Bowl sucks nobody likes All Star games anymore
1: Mark but so how is a woman's flag football league going to attract attract viewers
4: because it's not a fucking All Star game All Star games are terrible. The, the it's still playing football though, the, the, but um, at least the, the standings aren't matter,
1: right? You
2: have the playoffs, you championship.
4: And the people who love, and let's just use the WNBA as, as as a as a measuring stick, right? The people who love the WNBA love the WNBA. I mean, and mm-hmm. then uh, mm-hmm. it only goes to ten games a year, right? Yeah. She just we, yeah. she was we went just, to a game. F- it was a good game. She found her way to the Garden. By the way, mm-hmm. there's a girl on um the Connecticut Suns. She's six foot nine. She was Ooh. so tall. <laughs> oh, my God. No, she was 6'10". She was 6'10". B- six six ten. Ten because Britney Griner six 6'9". Six 6'10". Wow.
1: She was a tall girl.
4: She was the biggest white lady I've ever seen.
1: That's
2: amazing.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that reminds me of, I don't know who this, this woman was, but in track and field in college, um, our little RPI D3 track team somehow got to go to Disney World to do a special invitational meet.
4: Pete's going to Disney World.
2: <laughs> yeah. We, we seriously was going to Disney world. It was like this on this Olympic training track. I mean, Gail Devers was over there sprinting and some women's like medal winning Olympic discus thrower was like throwing a discus, like 250 feet, some ridiculous thing. And we're just in awe. So at this invitational was the Texas A&M women's team. Yeah. Um, they're all they all were all faster than all of us as the guys, That's which was hilarious. I mean, their 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 relay team just smoked us, which is amazing. It was just amazing to watch. And there was this—I remember I was doing high jump, and at the time I was—I thought I was pretty good. I was around six feet six two, uh, jumping, and this woman that looked like a regular athletic woman just happened to be proportionately bigger than everybody else. She was like six two herself or six three. And I just watched her just effortlessly jump like six, seven, some ridiculous amount, like almost Olympic level. I was just, then all the guys were just like, Whoa, it was just so cool to see
0: That's so, awesome
2: to see women at their, their apex athleticism, trying to kill each other in football to bring it back to the, to the original topic would be pretty
4: awesome. Y'all should go watch Haley tackle this quarterback because it made me really happy.
1: I declare bankruptcy! And the next topic. So it was announced earlier this week that the Writers Guild of America will end its strike after 148 days of work stoppage. Now the tentative deal is expected to be ratified by the union next week. This latest agreement should offer protections against AI replacing human beings and increased compensation this latest agreement should offer protections against ai replacing human beings and increase compensation along with the minimum staffing requirements soon after the news broke the creator of the u.s version of the office greg daniels said that a reboot of the show could be in the works as well now unfortunately that uh th- there's no there's very little details known at this time uh so we don't really know anything about possible Steve writers producers on his Instagram or about actors it. Don't talk while I'm doing my intro. I'm doing <laughs> what I want. <laughs> You're the one that's going to have to edit that out. Anyway, Sassy. I'm going to so, But the possibility of new Michael Squawk, Michael Scott Squawk.
0: quotes. Squawk. <laughs> Michael Scott. <Squawk. laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Michael Squat. <laughs> Michael Squat. Hashtag Maybe that'll Michael be squat. his
3: name in the new, in the reboot. Yes,
1: But the possibility of new Michael Scott quotes excites this podcaster. So everyone, are we excited about a possible Office reboot after the writer's strike is over? And what other content are we happy about possibly returning?
4: So you know what I heard? I, I didn't even know because I don't watch TV anymore, but I heard that late night shows were all on hiatus. Yes. And yeah. I heard because I listened to Conan needs a friend. I heard that he was not allowed to talk to anybody, but a lot of weird episodes for a while.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: I was just excited for new content. There's so much content that I'm waiting for that is slated. That hasn't mm-hmm. gotten started yet. I'm excited did, for the MCU to come. Did back. you hear
1: about, did you hear about the podcast though, that, uh, that had all the late night hosts on it with Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy that sounds Fallon. Amazing. So it's called strike force five. <laughs> And it's, it's, I know, I don't know if they're still going to do it with the writer's strike being over, but it was said to create some revenue so that they could support all their staff.
3: That's amazing. Hmm. So the office going back to that is pure gold. I mean, that's my favorite comedy ever. I don't think anyone can actually reboot it in this day and age you're not going to get that level of uncomfortable comedy and be able to get away with it. Everyone (laughs) is offended (laughs) by everything and that show. There's so much that would not fly now. It just, it won't be the same. Did you ever
1: listen to the Office Ladies podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Because they mentioned that an awful lot. Shout out to uh, Jenna Fisher and Angela. Oh God, what's her last name? Kinsey. Kinsey.
3: Not a a sponsor. They're
1: best friends. Not a sponsor. (laughs) But you could be. Right. But they, they talk how about cool that all that the time is. on that show, about how they the, those those kind of jokes would not fly in today's society.
3: Yeah, I mean, Diversity Day, like, example. Diversity, that's oh, all yeah. I, that, I was that, those that, are that would never yeah. fly today. Those, I mean, I think it's hilarious episodes. because you just, you understand the characters, but uh, I don't think it would work. Am I going to watch it? Yeah, because I just want to see <laughs> what it's like. I mean, I also watch a lot of bad TV, but yeah, I... I don't know. We don't know. We don't know if
1: it's going to be like a new office, uh, um, or maybe it's going to just pick up where maybe they left off with a lot of the screen people. Probably not, because you would have to bring back a lot of the cast. Yeah, the cast has
4: also gotten pretty old.
3: Yeah, and it's been a long time since you've gotten pretty
4: old.
1: I mean, we all have. Yeah.
4: (laughs) Well, I don't know if a new group of people who just happen to work at the paper company is going to be a worthwhile reboot. I mean, unless all the same people are writing it and it's just funny, right? But that's hard, right? Yeah, and and we don't like like uncreative dribble as consumers, right? We don't like when people take an idea that we love Mm -hmm. and then they try to rekindle a magic that just isn't there because it's not the first time, not the same people, not the same cast, right? And that happens too much. We get tons of garbage now. Well, because nobody in Hollywood has any creative ideas anymore sometimes. Yeah, they just want to
1: rehash the old ones. I have
2: an idea for this. What if it's not the office of Dunder Mifflin? What if it's the office of the video editing company that was doing the office documentary of Dunder Mifflin? (laughs) Um, And you see them trying to construct it. It's
4: pretty meta-beat. Yeah, oh, it's cool like Inception. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's just a dream, a Steve Carell dream at the end. He's old, right? He's right, right now Steve Carell. Yeah,
2: current Steve Carell. It's like, whoa.
3: I mean, you, you'll draw a lot of people to that kind of idea, the just the Office reboot, but it's just, I don't think you could ever be as funny as The Office was. I still maintain network
4: TV is now just universally bad. I don't know one good network show that I like. Abbott it's, Elementary, man. Abbott Elementary. Yeah, but that doesn't Quinta even count. <laughs> what do you mean it doesn't count? It's I watch on, it network. on Hulu. I watch it on Hulu.
1: <laughs> well, that's, that's what you can do now. I don't actually watch anything live either. It's always the, because I hate commercials. It's always the yeah. next day. Janice, that what is, about you? What's, what does the Robert family watch for, aside from like, you know, some, some kids' stuff and whatnot, what do, what do you guys watch
4: for? <laughs> she watches for I mean, Lately, not.
5: we've been watching the Junior um, uh, British Baking Show.
4: Mm. Uh,
5: we like we like kind of that kind of stuff, like reality.
4: Does Wesley stuff. like Spidey and Friends? We've
5: seen That's The a... Office. So, What was that?
4: Does Wessie like Spidey and Friends? That's a good show.
5: He's watched it here and there, and his last birthday party was Spider Man themed, but I don't nice. know why, because he's not like. I wish my next birthday was Spider Man themed. I know. <laughs> it was <laughs> fantastic. I'm you pretty sure
4: up. I have Spider Man socks on right now. I'm not even lying.
1: <laughs> oh, I want you to show it. Can you show us? <laughs>
4: Well, I can show you my socks.
3: Can you get your leg that high? Yeah. Oh, no, they're,
4: they're <laughs> you're, not, you're not yeah. that old yeah. if you can like yeah. that bend it that high. Yes.
0: <laughs>
1: nice. <laughs> now, now, we're now, now we're not. Now we're not, Now we have to check off the box. we right, yeah. Before hey, under eighteen.
4: Listen, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, gonna get him, I'm gonna get him started. So just be careful, Pete. What are you watching? I know what you're watching. Do you want to talk Ooh. about it? What?
2: like the wheel of time. It's actually, so I was, uh, not as a avid book reader of the wheel of time. I was not happy at all with the first season. Um, there's so much nerd rage. Oh my God. So much. The cast seems excellent. So their casting director, kudos to them. I, I feel like a lot of those actors and actresses embody their characters very well. The problem is the writing doesn't. So this season, much better. Uh it seems like everybody leveled up in the writer's room and uh you know, not having COVID destroy your production in the middle of filming a season. But have an
4: actor just leave.
2: So, yeah, <laughs> an actor leaving yeah. in the middle of it. Just the main He's character. Like, this
4: project sucks. I'm gonna go.
2: Yeah. And um it, it feels like all of the weird departures from the story that they did in season one, they're like in a way going even further out of their way in season two, but in a way that's seems like it's arcing it back to the actual story of the books so we'll see what happens by the end but so far i think it's been pretty good tv and uh actually because of the strike ending uh, another segue back into the topic um rafe Judkins, the showrunner of wheel of time was on twitter or x whatever it is and he's saying hey i'll it's do A." Q&A. yeah it's always twitter and uh i I guess I was one of the first ones to get on there and ask a question because I just caught it on time and asked a whole deep question about the the whole core philosophy of the the way like the magic in the the series kind of ties into the worldview and the just kind of the philosophy of the show. If uh, you want to
4: ask your buddy Rafe Judkins if he wants to be on the show, he actually, yeah,
2: (laughs) probably not. But he actually answered me, which is pretty cool. I was like, Oh, that that, didn't expect that. He had such
3: such a nerd boner. He was like, Oh my god, God." (laughs) (laughs) he
0: he messaged me back.
2: And I I don't know what (laughs) reality (laughs) competition you you watched, Janice, but if you watched Survivor, Rafe Judkins was a contestant on it
0: many years ago, like
2: a long
5: time ago, 15 years ago. That's probably when I last watched Survivor.
3: So we <laughs> might have actually seen Ray Judkins blast on Survivor. Janice, do you know
1: that Survivor was still on the air, actually? Right.
5: I, I think I heard that somewhere. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's it's mm. kinda of,
0: that's kind of amazing. Don't get me
3: started. I could do a whole lot of
4: PK, we just discussed the cast. I mean, we're over time, but just like the combination okay. of uh, Rosamund Pike and Zoe Robbins in this show is really very incredible this season. And Zoe even is... Madeline, Madden, who, Madeline Madden, who is a little less known, but the three women she the had three her main women in the show are blowing my mind with how well yeah. they're acting.
2: The, the episode three, Zoe just... I, She was the one where I'm like, maybe it was the writing. I don't know. Something just didn't feel right, where I wasn't sure if she was truly the character naive, But oh my God, after that third episode, I was like, wow, she blew me away. Um, Steph watches it too with me, and while she hasn't oh, read it
3: the... I'm forced to
2: forced to. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know what what are your impressions of the of some of the, the lead women acting in the show so far I, I they've all been really impressive to me,
5: I mean,
3: but you also know where the characters are going. Mm-hmm. you know all of that stuff to be able to compare it. I mean, it's good. It's not like fantastic. <laughs> He's going to divorce me if I say anything, you know, can too we, bad. No,
4: so, and actually, I think this is a really interesting thing to stay on for a second. From mm. someone who hasn't read the books, has watched the first season, of the show, and the second, can we talk about the moments? And we won't talk about what the moments are, but um, both Zoe Robbins and Madeline Madden now, six episodes in, have had very, very emotional moments. And can we just talk about their acting in those moments? From your perspective, Stephanie.
3: Oh. Um,
4: Being an actress yourself, I...
3: Yeah. <laughs> don't know the actress's name, so I don't know who you're referring to. Um, um,
4: Nynaeve and Egwene in episode three and episode six. Mm. So, so
2: Nynaeve was the one that went through those three tests to... Okay,
4: Both moments no, where I, I covered my mouth I and like, f- oh my God, that's so emotional. They're doing I such a good Nynaeve
3: job. I think Nynaeve is awesome, I, uh, the actress. I don't really like the character Egwene, so mm. oh, I don't the, really the know that, that there was is. that much for her to even work with until this episode.
2: They really, yeah, they haven't given her her true chance to shine until this most recent episode, which was everybody's talking about. There was a whole episode based on one paragraph in the book, but they did it incredibly well.
4: Well, it's important though.
2: Yeah. Very important. I think it was the best way to translate that into the show. And what we're talking about is basically, I don't want to get too much into it, but she's pretty much, broken mentally and physically uh, over the course of the episode. Um, And you just, you just watch her just getting just pretty much beaten down um, from every direction. And it's just to see her go through that and still try to defy it. And then finally break at the end was, uh, that was, I just really
4: like moments in acting when I watch it um, and not knowing what act about acting, but there's just moments where I watch it that they're very believable. And then, Yes. And then just like Sorry. in a way it's where okay. I'm like, how do these women and these people get themselves in such an emotional state to do like guttural screams and just absolute heartbreak? And you're like, wow, I believe that. Next topic. Well, you know what? I wanted to talk about it and it's topical. So we're going to talk about the strike a little bit. Um, With studios finally coming to their senses, like we just talked about this past week the Hollywood writers and studios have struck a tentative deal after four months On September 24th, uh, the uh, the WGA, the Writers Guild of America, issued a notice about the agreement to its members, stating it included meaningful gains and protections in every sector of membership. Um, What's interesting and what I find interesting about this is top industry executives, including Bob Iger and Netflix Ted Saradanos, um, attended the meetings for the first time on September 20th. So just four days after they came to an agreement, uh, the actors are still on strike and the WGA has instructed its members, this is when I wrote this, this has previously already happened now, um, to wait till official word, to return to work, however this clearly means that it's going to happen, yada, yada, already happened. Um, do we like the deal that they have come to? Um, what do you think, why do you think it took so long for top industry executives to come to the table? Um, and because as this timeline clearly represents a willingness to finally get things accomplished.
1: So we've seen this story before. So uh, back in 2008 or 9, I forget which year it was, uh, the writers went on strike for 100 days. And uh a- anytime the writers go on strike, it it seems to go on for about 3 months at the very least and a lot a lot of times it's it's usually because the execs think that they have enough content planned out for a certain amount of time and and then they realize that they don't. So, they have to all right, so we have to hire these people back again now that that might be one reason why top studio executives didn't weren't really at the negotiating table until very, very recently mm-hmm. and uh, and now, the deal hasn't been ratified by the union yet. It's supposed to go to a vote next week. more than okay, likely yeah. it's going to get passed, though more than likely it's going to get passed because the uh, the union leaders have have approved it, and we'll see what happens with the the actors. I'm sure there's going to be a deal to come out with the um um with with the uh, the actors union as well very very soon after just just because that's usually how that's probably how it's just going to go so we'll get we'll, we'll 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 see what exactly happens with it do I do I like the deal um now I I understand that there's some protections against them not, um having like ai totally replace the writers which from a long-term perspective I don't know how you can How that's really going to work? What happens if an up and coming Mm -hmm. studio is it comes about and they hit it off with uh, like something that was written by AI? Then then that's probably not part of the deal. I don't know. And so,
4: since I wrote this question um, before the deal was uh, mostly ratified uh, the last couple of days, um, the three year deal, according to CBS, um, outlines a twelve point five pay percent pay increase, starting with five percent upon the ratification. And the writers will see 4% and 3.5% uh, over the next two years.
0: I didn't realize sorry, it was only
4: I'm, three years. I thought it was that's uh, a lot of money. I mean, it's a lot of I money, mean, but it's not
1: a long time.
2: Yeah. Right. Right. I think the bigger wins on this, though, are the, the residuals for streaming to finally get that figured out. Um, because that was where the writers effectively over the last 10, 15 years lost probably yeah. mean, way more than these minimum pay increases are. Uh, sometimes maybe. A majority of the amount of money that they would make in a year to see them come to an agreement. And I mean, it doesn't seem like it's a lot, but it's definitely significant. Um, You know, and it's actually based on the viewership of these streaming shows. Um, You know, if they do well, the writers get paid, and that was all they were really asking. That was the biggest. Between nine thousand, actually
4: forty thousand dollars, and another. Um, uh, residual increase from Netflix from eighteen thousand to thirty-two thousand, which is actually very significant. I mean, That's pretty those big. Fifty yeah. percent increases and four hundred percent increases, right? That's a lot. That's
2: way better. Yeah, but I mean, in some cases, they lost ninety percent of their residuals or more uh, over the last fifteen years or so when things transitioned from network to streaming, because they were some most of them made more than way more than their salaries from residuals and that disappeared and that's why they went i mean just
4: to play devil's advocate for just one second and i'm not going to talk long because obviously the studios are a bunch of monsters but the industry (laughs) changed right it changed Industry changed
2: it did and i mean
4: it took a little bit i mean it took strike but that's what unions are for it took the strike to convince the executives of the new cable companies which are the streaming companies that they needed to change their practices and they weren't going to just do it that's like no. when you call when you call the cable company and you ask for faster or uh, cheaper internet and they say sure and like, why didn't you just give it to us well we're not going to just give exactly, it to you exactly exactly that's stupid
1: <laughs> yeah the executives are trying to cut pocket as much money as they possibly yeah, could yeah, yeah for as course. long as they could and until they got caught is that, that it's that that it's it's the same thing happening with the the auto workers right now. I mean, yep. you, you had a lot of executives that are taking home a lot of big money and bonuses and whatnot because of record profits. Meanwhile, yep. all the union workers are getting paid the same exact amount.
2: Yeah, you you're talking 40-50 billion over the last couple <sighs> of years for for each of the not total, but for each of these companies. And these workers have barely gotten any kind of a raise that's less than inflation. I mean, this is like what are you doing?
3: Next topic. Yum.
1: <laughs> so Jeff Bezos's company is in trouble again as the Federal Trade Commission stating <laughs> that they have created a monopoly and prevented fair competition with other online retailers. Per FTC chair Lena Khan, sorry, Lena M Khan, I think you have to make that distinction. Mm-hmm. The com- quote, the complaint sets forth detailed allegations noting how Amazon is now exploiting its monopoly power to enrich itself while raising prices and degrading service for the tens of millions of American families who who shop on its platform and the hundreds of thousands of businesses that rely on Amazon to reach them, unquote. So everyone, what are our thoughts on the FTC filing an antitrust lawsuit against Amazon? Good. (laughs) I mean, Mm.
4: (laughs) Amazon is clearly a monopoly they're yeah. the only people who do what they do in right. the whole world yeah. i mean it's not even it's kind of open and shut right
1: you get you get to a certain point where you get to you 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 get, you put everything so low that you you price out everyone else and then once everyone else is gone then you you feel like you can create the rules right i mean every streaming
4: prices. company for the last five mm-hmm. years has raised their prices three dollars a quarter because what are we well that's different that's, that's, that's different. They offer <laughs> when, a service. They're the only ones who offer a service and they're raising the price. Cause what are we going to do? Cancel Netflix like Mark?
0: <gasps>
1: <gasps>
4: yes. yes. There's even more people like me <laughs> that yes. don't
1: re- subscribe to Netflix.
4: <laughs> <laughs> then where do you watch stranger things? I mean, honestly, I it's don't. A question. I don't. A real
1: <laughs> I have met the kids in person. Why do I need to watch the show? Come on.
0: Ooh. Oh no. now, now he's s- I did know that. sort you, of name. You like, dropping. That, you like that humble brag in there? Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: <okay. laughs> that's right, that's right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh,
4: there is something to be said though. Um it's like again, the world has reached a place where Amazon in our lifetimes used to sell books and then they used yeah, to... Yeah, remember that? <laughs> yeah. And then they used to sell a little more and a little more and a little more and then they bought Whole Foods and now they sell everything. And what's interesting is Amazon does Prime Day. They're doing Prime Day in a couple of weeks. Um, and really, Prime Day is just an excuse for them to clear out their factory... Their, 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 yep, their the, their inventory. Plans. yep, Just clear out inventory about shit that they don't need that isn't a deal. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. a random Bluetooth charger from China... Oh my God! It's ten dollars. It's such a good price. Hmm. It costs Cost four them to like make. one. It costs four <laughs> to make. Yeah.
2: yeah right. Mm. That's another issue, though. <laughs> yeah. As as much as I like to see, you know, a trust busting organization actually trust bust, uh, there probably will be some near term negative ramifications if if, for instance, Amazon shipping company gets spun off, uh, if their it'll streaming company ha- gets spun it'll off, never happen. Probably won't happen, right? They have Wasn't that one of the smartest moves that
1: Amazon made, yeah. though, looking back, like that's, having... creating their own fleet and supply chain? That's crazy. That was one yeah. of the smartest
4: they bought moves. A small, they bought a small supply... a uh, shipping mm. company. They just bought it. The whole yeah. thing.
2: So Amazon's argument, hey, you know, if you break us up, these prices are going to go way up for shipping and stuff. And honestly, they're probably right. But the problem is the reason they're so low is because they're doing it on purpose to operating at probably a loss to undercut everybody else and as soon as those guys are gone, they were going to raise the prices anyway.
4: Side note: Amazon treats their workforce like shit. I have, like shit. I know, I know like ten people who used to work for Amazon who all quit.
1: Well, in the warehouse, in
2: the
4: but warehouses, at, top to bottom. Mm, we had a person who everywhere. worked on the uh, the Echo team, <laughs> and he TV. said he said uh, Tom Smith used to work for Amazon. Hey Tom, um, and he said that they used to motivate him and say. You can take time off, but you won't be eligible for this reward or that award. And your <laughs> friends, your co-workers don't take time off. But you can. Go ahead. That's fine. It's totally fine. I mean, it's just a really bad corporate, um, a corporate lifestyle that they're building. Um, the thing is though, they're Amazon.
1: They're Amazon. Yeah. They they've gotten <laughs> themselves to a point where they can essentially do that and they can make that threat too. It's like, well, we can replace you tomorrow. And they, they would too.
4: And Pete, how much money did they spend on rings of power? Cause I don't remember, but it was cool
1: half billion,
4: Cool half billion on a, t- on a TV show that didn't do that good. That wasn't actually that good, but they spent yeah. a lot yeah. of money
2: on it. They are like, Oh, I know how to make a good TV show. Just throw infinite money at it. That's, that's <laughs> not how it works. Janice, could you survive just in a, in a world where Amazon just got completely broken apart? Like bell labs back in the day, right? I used to work for Bell Labs. Would that affect your daily lives in the Robert house?
4: Do you guys like Amazon? Do you yeah, use say, it all say
2: if Amazon explodes, right, and the government says, <laughs> like, you're <laughs> done! Like, okay. you're now 27 different separate companies and it's no longer the one source okay. for everything. And your Prime membership is
4: $500 a month. Right.
5: Well, that's, well, well. Um, yeah, so Yes, yeah, so 100% we would survive. I think the, the amount of we use Amazon... I mean, it's so unnecessary.
0: They just, like,
5: <laughs> we just we don't have Amazon Prime. We just order things here and there because it's much easier and you get free shipping. Mm-hmm. And I honestly feel like kind of guilty even using it after like listening to all of this a little bit, you know. <laughs> My sister actually, um, she she doesn't use Amazon for anything and tries to encourage us not to. Order anything off that mm. like for Christmas gifts for her and stuff she doesn't want want any involvement with Amazon, which is mm. you know
1: I, I I'm with that too I actually I think we'd
5: have a problem. I think it'd be like, okay whatever we'll hopefully find stuff stuff we don't even really need somewhere
0: else I don't when, know.
1: whenever whenever I do any online shopping i I actually look at Amazon last, even though i am i, I am a prime member i mean i i I do like the you know the prime video service i mean i'm streaming nfl football right now as we speak but i i do try to use my prime um membership as as little as often just because i don't really want to be a part of mm-hmm. uh, I got a cog in that whole machine and i do want i do try as, and try to 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 branch out as much as I can, I've been actually using eBay a little bit more lately, just because mm-hmm. I, I actually know some people, e- eBay and Etsy, actually, I, I know personally some people that are that have like an eBay and an Etsy store. And so I want to try to to uh, to 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 use that as, as much as I can. Um, but it comes to a point where I want something so random that unfortunately, Amazon is the only one that has y'all are it, so. crazy.
4: I need a yeah. garlic powder today. And I ordered a big ass.
0: Oh, <laughs> big come ass- on, <laughs> That's Please. lazy. Please. <laughs> I,
4: when do I have time? I have uh, two jobs. I host a podcast. I ha- I'm, I'm treasurer of the PTA. Melanie's never home anymore. and We need a garlic powder. What am I going to do? So I, mean,
2: I order. Th- that's my, the crutch of Amazon, right? It's so What am I going to do? I'm going
4: to no, 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 order no. it because it's free.
1: I order right. it's not free. First
2: well, of the, all, the shipping is free.
1: <laughs> oh, the shipping free. is free. free. So I order my groceries now on an app at my local stop and shop, not a sponsor. And <clears> they uh so I I just tell them when I can show up, they have my groceries ready for me when I when I show it's up. So, Instacart mark. Yeah. No, it's not called Instacart because I'm not paying Instacart fees. you're not
5: paying anything. Mm -hmm. We do the same thing with Hannaford, where Mm -hmm. we are. Uh, Same exact thing. There's no fee. The fee is waived if you spend a certain amount of money. I can't believe you bought
1: garlic powder on
5: Amazon. And I honestly,
4: (laughs) honestly, (laughs) and I'm going to stick up for the rest of the world because I hear you guys, and I hear all of it. It all makes a lot of sense, but you can't call lack of time lazy. You can't. It's not lazy. I don't have the time. I don't. I don't have an hour and a half to spend at the store. It just doesn't exist. It takes and you an hour and a half
1: to shop for garlic powder? <laughs>
4: <laughs> fucking garlic powder. Jesus Christ. It takes an hour to go to the grocery store. Because if I'm going to go to the grocery store, I'm going to do the whole list and spend the 200 bucks. This is my it. grocery, for three people, my grocery bill is cresting a grand a month. And that makes me want to vomit. Oof. Oof. Oh, jeez.
2: So that this is a lot. this could bring up another angle of this, and it's you that, need to get
1: rid of these people in your house. I think right
4: that it, <laughs> they're so hungry.
2: Clearly, right <laughs> there is a need for a centralized, uh, I guess warehouse that you can purchase from anywhere, uh, you know, instantly on your phone and have it delivered to you that has everything. It just to me that that makes sense. There was a book that I read in high school, looking called looking backward, which was written in 1885 or something around then at the end of the gilded age that was talking about <laughs> what the year 2000 would be like. And they basically in that book in 30 pages of economic banter described what we would now call Amazon, except they use those cool bank pneumatic tubes system to ship things. Uh, uh, all of those things. All over the place.
4: <laughs> How so cool is that? F- <laughs> yeah. We're going to end <laughs> but, on this because we're out of time. No, yeah. go ahead. No, but
2: here's the difference. It was government-regulated and controlled because this whole thing was a Mm -hmm. philosophy about a utopian society based around socialism, which very much shaped my young, inspired mind.
4: You're so Um, inspired, Pete.
2: Yes, so... I guess the question is, I, I don't think there's a question of do we need Amazon, right? It's pretty clear we do, but do we need it the way it's being run and the way it's uh, formed? And, and Or just the fact that ch- it's a monopoly right. and there's nothing yeah. else. Right. Should it be a privatized mega corporation owned by a megamaniac? I mean, actually, maniac, Walmart, Walmart Plus, not to, not, to pro,
4: not to promote Walmart, but Walmart Plus has a very similar deal. It's for less money. They have almost the same amount of stuff. I
5: was thinking about Walmart Plus because it sounds really similar, right?
4: Really similar um we have a friend who um works for walmart he's in, uh, a pretty high executive in walmart the walmart chain and um yeah i mean he lived in the walmart town in in the middle there's of, a walmart uh, town. oh yeah yeah it's very close to where you are Pete. mark got really oh, excited. Yeah. Okay.
5: <laughs> yeah my cousin worked there for a little while huh
2: i guess you guys all know that i didn't know this
4: yeah he lived in Wal- he lived in walmart town i forget the name of it but john would know hey john
3: oh peter Ah, oh, can i have a next topic
4: so guys we haven't had an ai topic this episode oh and so my god you know us Here's <laughs> your favorite i feel like we had, i like had this episode no, was not. ai
2: <laughs> no that was pi for pi
4: oh uh, yes yes um as the ai revolution rolls along we are bound to run into some snags well We've already hit one big one. A Microsoft AI research team accidentally exposed 38 terabytes of personal data Trying it? to upload training data to GitHub. Uh, terabyte, by the way, for anybody who's wondering, that's 1,000 gigabytes. So 38,000 gigabytes. It's no exabyte.
2: And a thousand thousand megabytes.
4: And a thousand Ooh. thousand megabytes. A whiz, a cybersecurity firm, discovered a link in the files that included backups to Microsoft employees' computers. And Microsoft ensures us in its own report of the incident that no customer data was exposed. And they go so. on to say that the link was deliberately included with the files so that interested researchers could download pre-trained models right right that sounds
3: totally plausible
4: (laughs) totally (laughs) plausible well that clearly sounds like backpedaling in a company that's invested a large sum in the success and adoption of ai across industry with things like this possible do we ever see a large portion of industry trusting their files to ai services and will ai ever be more than just a parlor trick or a way to parse data quickly
1: so we've talked about this before, right? The the use and misuse of AI. There's 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 certain repercussions associated with with using so some AI and and generative AI that a lot of people don't necessarily know about, and they just kind of do it because AI is like, like like the buzzword or phrase, however you want to call it, right now. Everyone feels like they need to have some part in AI now. Um, microsoft getting involved with this is a is a little little weird because
4: i mean right though just to, to precursor you microsoft is the main investor behind open ai
1: exactly oh there you go. They, they seem to be the smart ones like thus far with ai so having them be the leak is is a little bit disturbing just because i mean that's the whole
4: company 38 terabytes of data that's everyone's personal that's everyone's personal information that's, that's so lot, much yeah.
1: information
4: so so much information, so much information.
1: Sense that you're you're gonna bring this topic up like essentially every week now. Uh, I love <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> because again, <laughs> this this is what people are talking about. I've said it before, I'll say it again. I think people are saying chat GPT more than they're saying the word Google these days. Mm. So it's and you know, the more I say it, the more people are gonna believe it too.
4: <laughs> well, let's let's just reset. Have any of you used an AI tool in the last six months?
1: Nope. Multiple.
4: I know you uh, have, because you have your doppelgangers. I do have my doppelgangers.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, uh, I they, think so, at work, but... You know, we they are
4: to... um, they're interesting, and they're useful. And I mean, I think really the thing that they're the most useful for in their current, this current stage, and I've said it, is content generation, right? If you run a website, if you run a social media page, um, we could probably run all our social media posts um, through ChatGPT, you wouldn't even be able to tell right um and i think as far as industry is uh comprised uh, our industry people at um the company that i work for is they're talking about do we start writing our copy in ai which could be done right now i know people who run marketing departments who are just switching to ai completely i know journalists that have been fired because of ai man so i think it's really good at copy right now
1: actually Uh, i want so i i want to bring this up we've we've brought this up before Janice, I want to bring this actually back towards you. You being a math teacher. Have there been any discussions about using chat GPT in your lessons? Because I'm sure people may have tried to, you know, probably solve some kind of equation using chat GPT. And if there hasn't been that discussion, I mean, do you you think that your students are using chat GPT to maybe get some of to, to solve some equations? They are,
4: by the way.
5: I would not be surprised. So I've actually have been out of teaching for about a year and a half now mm-hmm. because I had a baby back last October and took semesters off. And I probably will return this January. We'll see. Mm. But I won't be surprised because when I was teaching, especially in 2020, when we were doing all the remote teaching. I mean, I think things like that were coming up already where it was like becoming a problem, really. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's true.
4: So to follow on to that, um, when it becomes like very very easy for students to cheat on just about anything that you give them, how does the way you assign work change?
5: That's a really good question. It's good question,
4: right? Yeah, there's yeah, this yeah. Too. So, so here's the here's the thing with math.
5: There's usually
1: there's there's one answer usually, right. and now when it comes to yeah, so when it comes to writing Football. a script or copy or anything like that. So AI can be somewhat creative, but math, there's not a lot of creativity. It's very black mm. and white.
5: Yeah. So I think, I think one way to get around it a little bit, especially at the, the level that I'm teaching at, is the teacher teaches it a certain, me- you know, a certain method. Yep. We teach a certain method. And then you see these random methods coming up. That are from, you know, Wolfram Alpha or something like that, where you know that they're just looking up these answers because they're not using your method. They don't, they can't explain how they did it. They just have this answer written down, which is a little bit easier at a more complicated level because you have to prove your answers. You know, when you yeah, go down to you know, elementary sure. or secondary schools... It's a little different because it's very straightforward. It's like there's one, maybe two, maybe three steps to get to an answer. And at that point, it's like, what are you going to do? You can't, you can't prove that they're looking it up. You can't prove that they're using any other methods. You can't.
2: I wonder if that's going to change maybe instead of like homework then to show that you can do these things. I wonder if, I mean, you thought about what it would be like to have more live demonstrations in the classroom. Like, Hey, who thinks they understand this the best? Like can you do a uh okay. what do they call those? The the part two problems and the uh the AP math exam, the the, the calculus mm-hmm. exam, where like, you know, you'll have this thing and you have to write it all out in pencil and it's like it just sprawls out an entire page of just ridiculous well, the thing uh, that equations we, and is is work that to, to derive an answer.
4: A lot more about um the way people perform than we did when we were kids and i i don't think that any sort of like modern teaching methods could point people out because some people just aren't good in public some people right. are introverted yeah, that's and some, a whole people other... anxi- yeah. some people have anxiety and i mean we just have to understand that and accept some that, people right? on yeah.
1: this podcast <laughs> right.
4: <Yeah>. not me <laughs> 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 but yeah. i mean i and we had someone who on the show a friend of ours who um postulated when we were talking about ai right in the beginning that maybe the work changes right maybe the work maybe the learning process isn't coming up with the answer but maybe it's choosing the answer or maybe it's choosing a lot of answers right like from a from like a social studies philosophy perspective like don't write me one paper write me three or write me five and i don't care how you get them but pick the one that's the best
1: like, but that's the difference yeah. with math, though, right? Math is really there's 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 really only one answer, so it really now keep in mind there's multiple ways you can get to that answer, hmm? but with if you just ask ChatGPT like what's the answer to this equation, it's going to spit out the answer for you, hmm.
4: and you but didn't you, learn a goddamn thing. But you ask more generic questions, right? Like methodologies, like more yeah. complex word problems so that you're understanding the way math works because you can't just like feed a full word problem into chat GPT and ask, well it probably really can. Let's let's yeah, well, yeah exactly uh, we, we yeah, could try that can. one of these days. We could try that. So that's that, yeah.
5: where time comes in though because like I mm-hmm. found that like in my exams you you only give them an hour and that's not enough time for them to type in these problems or whatever, you know. So
4: well, hopefully you don't problem.
1: allow them to have a phone on exactly. them either. <laughs> All
4: right. We had, a, um, we had a developer who um, came to us at some point after um, the state had decided to block uh, ChatGPT on our network and was like, hey, ChatGPT is broken. I'm like, yeah, we blocked it because you know, we don't want you to use it. They're like, yeah, but how am I going to find the answers to my coding problems? You're like...
2: Yeah. <laughs> huh, huh. Mm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm
4: like, well... P- you're Sorry. gonna have to use
2: Google like everybody else.
4: <laughs> You're gonna have to, go like everybody else. Yeah. Janice,
1: I'm not you. You with you being advanced in math in your earlier days, especially, uh, I I kind of had this problem a little bit because I I was able to come up with answers that the teacher didn't understand, like the way that I was I thought about getting solving a problem. Um, I I did yeah. in my younger days. I had a problem with not showing my work, so the teachers thought I would what well, was cheating. But in the i I was doing a lot of things in my head, and yeah. and and in a way that the teacher wasn't teaching us. You're so so I don't know. Did you did you ever <laughs> did did you come across that at all?
5: Yeah, I'm sure that comes up all the time, you mm-hmm. know. And it's I would say in, nearly impossible to know if that's the case, other than just like picking up on it as a trend. Like if that student is constantly doing it, maybe there's more to that story. Mm. You know, okay, but yeah. it'd be it'd be hard to decipher. I think
4: I love how that, we pivot, you guys. I'm just saying,
3: very cool. So you just don't want Mark as a student, then? Yeah,
2: no. yeah. It sounds like
0: he'd be I'm too much to handle. I'm an awful student.
3: <laughs> I because uh, I not only will
1: I give you the answer, I'm not going to tell you how I got it. and oh uh, but see.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
5: That's a big S. Yeah, she's going to fail
4: you. Yeah. You just <laughs> write a
1: one. You're like, it's one. there's no one. No, right. Right, in, in all seriousness, I think this happened, I think, in, in fifth grade. There, uh, I ended up, uh, the, the the teacher like gave me all this homework or whatever, or maybe it was a test. And I essentially literally did not show any of my work. I just wrote all the answers down. And I guess m- I got called in later and there was a parent-teacher conference and Wow. The teacher was like, the teacher was like, your, your your son is cheating, and then I explained to him how I got the the answers or whatever like that, and he didn't understand at all.
2: Nah. Nah. the student is becoming the master.
1: <laughs> and the, I don't know the way that I was I was just processing it is it was just it I think I was processing way too fast for me to write it all down. Right. So I just saw the I saw the answer in my head. Oh, was so. Like, it's so like the I meme where yeah. all the equations are flying through. Yeah, I was, I was like, be, I was like beautiful minding everything. That's what uh, I, was I totally doing. was thinking. I feel like of beautiful like beautiful minding. Yeah. a
5: Problem with like, like you know, genius level. Like people never understand. Oh well, thank you. So later.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's where the teacher. I think the only way to know that that you've taught the student is like take them out for a beer well, college level, you know, um, I, was in fifth, and, and I was in
1: fifth grade. Pete. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's how you get arrested. Start them young. Yeah. Yep.
2: And just shoot the shit about those math concepts until you're like, okay, I can talk math with this person and they actually understand these concepts. Like if they can keep up with you and some, yep. you know,
3: Pete, don't be a teacher.
2: No, I'd be a terrible teacher. (laughs) Remember when I tried to teach you how to ski? He would be a terrible fifth grade teacher getting all (laughs) his
4: kids drama. Let's go go, go get a beer. Let's go to the
0: bar.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Mister, I'm not allowed to go to the bar. (laughs) It's fine. Don't tell your
2: parents.
4: (laughs) Okay. How
3: did
2: we
1: get here? I don't know. All right. <laughs> and <we're done>. We <laughs> are done. Are you ready? Oh my gosh, are you yes, ready?
2: yes let's, let's rock and roll.
1: So, so that has been our 10 topics. We would like to thank our guests for joining us this week. Thank you, Steph and Janice. Thank you. Thank you so much, hon. <laughs> <laughs> Please subscribe to us on this very YouTube channel or follow or like us on our socials at If These Balls Pod on X, Instagram, Facebook, and Threads. Our website is com. This is Mark Pesci, and for my partner, John Campania, and producer, Pete Steffen, that's what we feel they would say, if these balls could talk. Bye, everyone.
0: Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye. Ay, Dios mio. It's this balls.